Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. I don't know about you, but I'm scared to walk down the high street in case I'm attacked by a Muslim terrorist. We'll be talking about that and Brexit after the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, in Great Britain, hasn't it? Um, Anybody try to get a train today? Anybody? Did you did you manage to get a train today? Oh, lucky you! Lucky you! You managed to get a train today because literally most of the population today were unable to get a train. Why? Because various unions involved with the train companies have decided to go on strike. A week and a half... Before Christmas. Are you, are you having a laugh? Sack the lot of them. Sack them. How hard can it be? Seriously. How hard can it be to drive a train? You've got forwards, stop, open the doors and close the doors. That's it. Four. Four buttons that you have to press. And yet, train drivers earn anywhere between 40 and £100,000 a year. A year! It's incredible. If you saw the pictures today of Victoria Station, Brighton Station, stations all over the country, the havoc that was caused by these idiots... Going on strike. Now, they say 
It's for safety reasons. It's, they're claiming that we need to have a guard on the train to operate the doors safely. Okay, okay, okay. How come hardly any other country has guards on the train to operate the doors safely? How come we need to have guards on the trains to operate the doors safely? But yet, 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 America doesn't need guards on the doors to to, uh, 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 open them safely. Japan doesn't need guards on the trains to open the doors safely. Sweden doesn't need it. The real reason that these lazy trades unionists were on strike today was not to do with with safety, to do with money. It's to do with getting more money and getting paid bonuses to work over Christmas time. Well, here's your Christmas present, lads. You're fired. We got a load of other people in. We spent half an hour training them up on forward, stop, door open, door close, and they're doing it. You can go and sign on um, as quick as you like. How's about that? We'll be talking about that later on. I'd love to hear from you tonight if you were caught up in the chaos, in the anarchy that was the train strike today. And there's more to come. There's more to come. Oh, this isn't it. This is the tip of the iceberg. And then next week, when the post office go on strike, in the run-up to Christmas... It's all about money. It's all about lining their own pockets. Now, interestingly, interestingly, this ties in with um, the first thing we're going to talk about. By the way, 03444991000, the home of free speech. Um, Because a lot of people are foolishly and naively, I would suggest, putting the blame of these strikes on the fact that we voted to leave the EU, the European Union. A lot of people are saying, well, we voted for Brexit and strikes like this, they're only going to get worse. Well, the, the strikes are absolutely nothing to do with that. That's just Bramona's whining on. Listen, let me put my cards on the table. I'm one of the 52%, OK? I voted out. Um, had it gone the other way, I would have accepted that vote. Um, it didn't. We won. I won. My team won. The right side won. Um, Let's just do it. Let's just deal with it now. Let's just get on with it and get out of Europe as quickly as we can. I want it hard and I want it fast. Okay? None of this discussion. We don't need any of these discussions and all of these, oh, well, we have to do a deal and... and, We don't need to do a deal. We don't need... To do a deal with anybody. They need us more than we need them. And then if you heard any of the news today, Chancellor Philip Hammond caused a fresh cabinet rift yesterday by calling for a transitional post-Brexit deal. What? A transitional post-Brexit deal? Mr Hammond said rushing negotiations could threaten financial stability and create pain and uncertainty for British business. Well, hang on a second. Isn't this just more of the um, project fear that was engaged in by the Bremoners 
before the majority of the public had their say. We voted Brexit. It's happening. The sky hasn't fallen in. I'm still going to work every single day. My kids are still going to school. Let's get on with it. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call uh, on this, I don't particularly want to hear any whining from you Bramonas, but I'm sure there'll be one or two of you snowflakes that want to have a word. Uh, I'm joined now by Jack Montgomery from Leave EU. Good evening, Jack. Evening. Uh, and on the other line, we've got uh, Joe Carberry from... Uh, you're the co-executive director of Open Britain. Joe, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. You lost. Get over it. Well, we are over it. Uh, um, so I would agree with you on one thing. We voted to leave, and we are going to leave the European Union. That's, that's a fact. We do need to get on with it. Uh, the House of Commons has voted overwhelmingly to say Article 50 is going to be triggered next year. That's going to happen. I just think now that we need to have a debate about the best way to leave and the way that we leave to protect our economy, um, to protect our relationship with Europe in the future. Why do, we need, that, why do we need a relationship with Europe in the future? We voted out. We voted out. We didn't vote to leave Europe. There are I did. Closest, they're a very close partner of ours on national security, on environmental protection. I voted will be to, on trade. I voted to leave Europe. We need to make sure that we have a relationship with them that works in our best national interest. This is not putting them before us. This is about putting Britain first so that we can have a relationship that works best for us. Well, Joe, do we, also, Joe, Joe, you mentioned security. Yeah. Have you seen what's been going on in Europe recently? Their, their record on security is appalling. We don't want to be involved with them. We will need to share intelligence with Europe in in future we just will they need to, they will want to share intelligence with us we will want to share intelligence with them the fact that there are people that could threaten us on the continent of europe that they are tracking albeit less well than we would like them to we will want some of that intelligence ourselves there will need to be a constructive relationship there doesn't really exist a world that works for us where we just cut off all ties altogether um, Jack Montgomery, it sounds like whining to me. What do you make of it? Well, I think on security, our closest global partnership is with America, New Zealand, Canada, Australia. It's called the Five Eyes Program. It's far tighter than any security and intelligence sharing relationship we have with the EU. And I've actually who was the head of the borders unit at the OSCE, which is the biggest security organization in the world, who says that intelligence integration with the European Union is not necessarily a good idea because their, their intelligence services are very weak. They're very porous. They don't talk to each other. It can actually leave you more vulnerable uh, to terror risks and the like, as indeed, obviously, the free movement regime does. And this idea remaining in the, the EAA, Single Market Customs Union, as Open Britain wants, would, of course, leave us subject to the free movement regime. And that's the, thi- that's the thing, isn't it, Jack? It's, it's the free uh, movement of people within the European Union that is the biggest, the biggest threat. It's a big threat to jobs, it's a big threat to um, our benefit system, and it is a big threat to our security in this country, isn't it? And, and Joe says we didn't vote to, to leave Europe. I did. Oh, Jack, you're breaking up ever so slightly. Bit like the European Union. You're breaking up ever so slightly. Can you go back to where you were? 
How's this? That's better. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, we didn't need to vote Europe ourselves off from. Jack, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to call Jack back on a different line because it's it, it's it's not the greatest um, of line lines. Joe, why is Open Britain um, still existing? That the public have had their say. That, that, that people did vote to leave Europe. We did vote to close our borders. We did vote to have longer queues. Um, your job is done. You lost. Well, we are not rerunning the debate that bef- led that we had before June the twenty third. So. Yes, that campaign is over. But what we are trying to do is to give a voice to the people that still voted to remain in the context of us leaving the European Union. I don't think it's particularly healthy for us to have a future arrangement with Europe that is only designed to serve the 52%. It would be nice if we could try and find a way that satisfied the 100% of people that participated in the EU referendum, all of whom will be affected by our future relationship with the European Union. And that's going to mean some compromise on one side or the other. We want to be part of that debate and put forward some constructive ideas to that. We've got some firm views on what we think the best thing is for our country and our economy. Uh, and we think that they should be heard in the context of us leaving Europe and forging a new path. Um, Jack, uh, I want it hard, Jack, and I want it fast. Uh, is that naive of me? No, I don't think so. I mean, what um, what Open Britain are talking about doing is keeping us not only in the market and mm. free movement, but also in the customs union of the European Union, which means, you know, and if you're in the customs union, you can't strike your own trade deals around the world. And you also can't, you don't have an independent vote on on global trade bodies like UNICE and the WTO. So Open Britain's proposal is to leave Britain in a weaker position relative to the European Union than any other country on the planet. Yeah. The worst deal, the least autonomy of any, including Spain, which is a town, you know, a small town, yeah. uh, landlocked on all sides. Uh, no, if we're going to have Brexit, we need to have Brexit out of the customs union, out of the market, Offer them a trade deal, and if they want to with it, say, all right, well, do need it. I've got here, um, here's an article, I've got here a great article from The Telegraph, which is, uh, which is from June. This is before um, the, uh, the, the referendum. It's got 20 reasons you should vote to leave the European Union. And if you've not read it, honestly, I, I know it's a few months old, but it's, 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 it's absolutely cracking. Uh, number one, we'd get our money back. Um, it talks about the, um, the amount of money that we pay in uh, and the amount of money that w- we would save if, um, if and when we leave. Um, it talks about we could decide who comes into our country, which has got to be... Um, uh, one of the most important things. Um, it also talks about we can make our laws again. Um, it also, oh, hang on a second. It also says um, we could have proper vacuum cleaners, Joe. Well, if, if I could pick up on the points that Jack made, I mean, we do think we should stay in the single market. That is undoubtedly the best trading relationship with the EU to whom we send half of everything that we sell. This was also actually the policy that... Aaron Banks, who bankrolled Leave.eu, was advocating during the campaign. So I'm a little bit surprised to hear that he doesn't like it so much now. It's also one that prominent Leave campaigners like Daniel Hannan have advocated. So I do think that there could be um, actually space for Leavers and Remainers to come together and agree that that could be the best trade policy. On the customs union specifically... The argument in favour of leaving the customs union rests solely on this idea that we can have new free trade agreements, which, of course, we could 
make. But our case has always been, if we can see evidence that new free trade agreements would be better than tearing up and not being part of the EU's 50 free trade You still want to pay the money, Joe, don't you? Now. You still want to pay them, pay the money, don't you, to the EU? That's what we voted against. We're sick and tired. Listen, have you, have you tried to get an appointment at the doctors recently? Have you walked down the street and been afraid of, of, of Islamic terrorism? We voted to leave the EU so that we would have more money in our pockets, we'd be able to get doctors' appointments, and that the, 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 the indigenous population will be able to get access to uh, council housing and jobs. Can you put your hand on your heart and tell all of your listeners that you're going to get three hundred and fifty million pounds a week for the NHS? Uh, we have just seen the Chancellor of the Exchequer stand up and tell us that we are borrowing sixty billion pounds more because we voted to leave the European Union. All this stuff about getting your money back, it's not coming. It's not happening. The best thing that we need to do now is to have a serious, rational debate where we put the sloganeering of pre June twenty third behind us and work out what is best for our economy. Jack, we're not getting the money back. Now, we know it's not going to go into the NHS, and that 350 million quid. No one said it was going to go into the NHS. It was suggested it was, it, some of it could possibly go and help the NHS. But of course we're going to get our money back, aren't we, Jack? That's what I voted for. No, we are. Yeah. Our contribution we make to the European Union every year, it stands at about 19 billion gross. Uh, it's 14 billion if you take away the rebate. And it's just under ten billion if you take away the money we get back for subsidies, regional aid. Although it's questionable whether or not we should take that away because we don't decide how that money is not spent well for the most part. I think I remember in this when you hear the likes of Open Britain, British influence, all that talking about a trend, and Philip Hammond as well, who was for Remain, yeah. having a transitional agreement. Mm. Okay, phase one is stay in the EAA or something very like it, possibly the Customs Union too. Phase two never comes. It's never going to happen. They're never going to take us that extra step. And what you'll find is you'll actually prolong the uncertainty because they're not, no one's going to know how long are we going to be in this, this transition for. Business is going to be even more uncertain than they are at present. Business needs the certainty of a clean Brexit where we get out, we get back control of borders, we take back the money, we make new trade deals. I mean, trade like Switzerland, which is a landlocked country of however like a few million people, has trade deals around the world mm. worth about 30 trillion, something like we have, the EU has trade deals worth five trillion, 18 odd trillion if you include the single market as well. So it's demonstrably the case that there's a lot of other countries around the world, including countries that have free trade deals with the European Union, like South Korea, who have more valuable trade deals than we do. And if you stay in the customs union, Liam Fox is the part of international trade. No, get rid of it. We don't need it. We'll be allowed to sign our own trade deals. That's the reality. Being in the EU. Do that. Well, so, so, can I just say, I, I, I would put a challenge to Jack. Please if do. Jack can produce some evidence to show the world that the free trade agreements that we would have with other countries would benefit us more than being in the customs union and the single market and the EU's 50 trade agreements that we currently have, we would very happily look at it. At the moment, this is rhetoric that has not been backed by evidence. What we want is some evidence with, uh, on Jack, what, Jack. Countries, what countries would we have free trade agreements with, what would the terms be, how long would the benefits take to accrue, all of those hang are on, open Joe. questions Joe. that you're free to answer. Joe, hang on a minute, you've, you've set Jack a challenge, Jack, hit him with the evidence. This work's been done. <laughs> you know, I can't go down and give you an exhausted list of every country, I'm not in a, I don't have an eidetic memory, but this work has been done. We know how much 
the European Union's trade deals are worth, you know, in terms of GD, aggregate GDP if the country's involved. And we know how much the trade deals of uh, Switzerland, South Korea, Chile, countries like this, how much they're worth. Chile is away up at 50 trillion. They're leading the world. They use it 5 trillion. 5 trillion is nowhere. And here's the thing. We're never going to get another trade. We're never going to have any other trade deals if we stay in the European Union unless the European Union agrees to negotiate them. Trade deals with Canada, New Zealand, Australia, countries that are our old partners have been getting stalled and shot down yeah. for 43 years. Yeah. We would have had these decades ago. And everyone accepts that. Everyone accepts we would have had free trade deals with these countries by now. And we would have a trade and trade arrangement with the European Union as well. Joe, so single biggest we can, we can stay in the single, first of all, we can stay in the single market and still make our own free trade deals. So don't We don't want to stay in the accurate. European market. We, don't, we voted to leave it, Joe. Do you want a best no. of three? We voted to leave the European Union. There is now a decision over what form that takes. Everybody knew say, that meant leaving the, the single market. Various others all said that we could vote to leave the European Union and stay in the single market. We don't and want to no. stay in the single market, Joe. Why can't you understand that? The 52% want closed borders and they don't want to stay in the single market. In the Sun today, it says here, Brits will save up to £500 on food and clothing bills when we quit the EU. There's another story that finally, finally, we will um, get proper light bulbs again because the re- reason we have these horrible, dark little LED things that take ages to, to warm up... It's, it's, a, it's a European Union directive. We can have proper light bulbs again. We can have light in the bedroom, Joe. Well, well I've, got, I've, I've got light in my bedroom fine at the moment, thank you. But the let's deal with what is real as opposed to a number that's been cooked up for a story in the sun. Today, inflation is going up because sterling has fallen by 15% since we left the European Union. So in, in real life, now, today, things are more expensive because of the vote to leave. So there are very real economic consequences as a result of our vote to leave the European Union. If we leave the single market and we leave the customs union with no deal whatsoever, there are some other very real things that are going to happen. We're going to start paying tariffs on our goods trade, and that will have a not Why are you talking this country down? I'm talking about facts. I started this saying I want the best deal for the United you Kingdom. You want us in Europe. How many countries you in the European Union? be patriotic and in, and in Europe. And in oh, Europe, there we go. You've just Europe said it, Joe. You've just said it. You want to be in Europe. You've just said it. I want. To, I don't want to. Be, I want to be close to Europe as well. Oh, Jack, go no, on. No. Go on, Jack. You heard it, didn't you? No, it was well caught. Yeah, patriotic totally. And in the European <laughs> Union. That's Busted. what they're after. That is what they're after. Well, you can be patriotic and in the European Union. That is absolutely true. But we've left now. We are going to leave. We're not going back. But you can be patriotic and close to Europe as well. I mean. Jack, you do you want the final word? He's talking about uh, tariffs on goods and all the rest of it. There isn't a single country in Europe, not in the European Union, that has tariffs on goods. Uh, besides Belarus and Russia. We're not Belarus, we're not Russia, we're the European single biggest export market. And the businesses that want to stay in are the businesses that are taking advantage of single market rules to offshore sales revenue to countries like Luxembourg, where the European Commission president was Prime Minister for 20 years, and that's costing this country £10 billion a year in lost taxes, according to a study by Bob Lydon, who was a banking expert with Global Britain. Um, gentlemen, listen, we're, we're going to end it there. Joe uh, Carberry from uh, the co-executive director of Open Britain. The last voice you heard there was Jack Montgomery from Leave.eu. 
Um, thank you very much, gentlemen. Um, they don't get it, do they? They, they don't get it, do they? We voted out. We voted out. No one, no one was stupid enough to, um, take that sign on the bus literally. We knew that the three hundred and fifty million pounds wasn't going to go to the NHS directly. No one, no one took it literally. We knew it was a suggestion of a possibility. But wouldn't it be nice to get that money back, stop paying it out, and then be able to decide what we're going to do with it? That's what we'd like. That's what we voted for. And these. Oh, these promoters who constantly say, well, you know, yes, we voted to leave. But you, you heard, uh, you heard Joe there. It's a slip of the tongue, a Freudian slit, slip. He said he wanted to be part of Europe. And then he got all tongue tied. He wants to be close to Europe. Oh, come on. Come on. What do you want? Best of three? Do you want a, a quick round of rock, scissors, paper? To, to, is, is that how we... We've done it. We've done it. The majority have spoken. I am proud. I am very proud to be British. I'm very proud to be English. And I'm very proud that my country has um, taken a very bold decision. It's a bold decision. And we've taken that decision we have made that choice we have chosen to leave the european union okay and that doesn't mean what do they call it? a transitional brexit as philip hammond uh wants that doesn't mean oh yeah we leave but we, we, we still have open borders and we we, we pay them tariffs <laughs> no 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 it means we leave we close our borders. We are in control of our borders. And we can go to each country independently and work out trade agreements with them. That's what we can do. We left a sinking ship that will sink quicker and faster. We did the right thing. Now, please, can all of you people who voted to stay... 48%, it's a significant percentage, of course it is, but you lost, my darlings, you lost. Get over it. it. Accept that you lost, and it's time to move on, and it's time to make Britain greater again, and we can do this. I'd love to hear your suggestions on, on what we can do to make Britain greater again. If you voted out, could you... um? Could you let me know how you feel when you hear things like Philip Hammond saying, we want a transitional Brexit? Or you see people on social media, I'm one of the 48%. Well, good for you. You might as well put a sticker on your head that says, I'm a loser. Because that's what you are. You lost. Um, and if you did vote, remain. Um, get over it. 0344-499-1000. It's the home of uh, free speech here on Talk Radio. I'm Ian Lee. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. If you voted um, remain, get over yourself. If you voted leave, 
Come on, let's do it now. Let's do it. Let, let's. Uh, it, it, it's time to um, put on our work gloves and get to work. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Stephen. Hi, Ian. Hi for the third time. I've got through to you. <laughs> Hi, Stephen. Right. I agree with you one hundred percent. I voted. I voted to leave. Yep. And actually, I'm, I'm not showing off. But I was, as far as I could see, one of the few people that wore a badge. Uh, Dick, declaring my intentions. Ah, what did your badge... Now, this is interesting. What did your badge say, Stephen? It just said, vote leave. It was was a large one, about sort of three inches across by three inches diameter. Three inches by three inches, yep. Yep, and... um, Where did you get the badge from? Sorry? Where did you get the badge from? Because I I don't think I saw any... I don't think I saw any badges, actually. No, it wasn't from any organisation. It was just on Amazon, I think. Oh, how much did you pay for it? Oh, not much. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And the thing is, it's subtle things like wearing a badge, three by three inches, that says vote leave. It's subtle things like that that let people know um, where you're coming from. But also, it might just be, it might just have been the kind of thing that if there was someone who was unsure and they saw a badge, it might just persuade them to vote leave as well. So well, well done. Well done. Well, I know two people. I mean, well, I had some funny looks, some suited types in London. Yes. Oh, here. well, the liberal elite, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so there was um, one person that was a possible convert um, was an Irish old, old lady. An old uh, Irish lady. Leaving a Catholic church. Yes. And then she stopped me. She knew me by sight. And she said, oh, so, oh, so you're voting leave. And uh, I went through the arguments. And the other one was um, a bus conductor, a female bus conductor of West Indian origin. Uh-huh. And she said, well, I don't know which way to vote. And I said, look, if we leave, it's pro, it's pro Commonwealth. That's the way to go. Yeah. Because it's got a lot in common with the Commonwealth. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the English language, the cultural link. Oh, we used to own them. You know, so in answer to your um, question about what to do, I think a, a hard Brexit, I think we have uh, obviously loads of links with Canada, Australia, yeah. New Zealand, some of the others, West Indian islands and so on. I mean, yes. uh, they'd, they'd readily snap up deals to do with some, sure. Um, and, and it wouldn't take a month of Sundays like Canada was trying to do with the EU because you've got to have 28 countries. Oh, the, it's got to be right. What, what was, now, who was it? There was one tiny, tiny little place that tried to snafu Canada's chances, wasn't there? It wasn't Liechtenstein, was it? No, it's a bit of Belgium. It was, it was the Walloons! The Walloons! The Walloons are coming! The Belgians are coming! You can't say that anymore, can you? Uh, the no, Belgians it's... are coming. And, and yeah, they tried to... We don't want that where it's going to be ratified by 28 different nations. It's ridiculous. So apparently the whole of Belgium had to agree and they're divided into fifths. Oh, bloody hell. I mean, if you think about it, it sounds a bit daft calling Belgium um, a series of... Have you, um, have you ever been to Belgium? Yeah, I'll be through it, yeah. And you, you, know, you know what the most... And this is absolutely true. You know what the most famous tourist attraction in Belgium is? Ah, uh, is it either the boy doing a wee or is it the uratum? <laughs> it's a kid having a whittle. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. This is paedophile central. You, just, you, you travel all the way to Belgium to watch a toddler having a pee into a, into a pond. What the hell is that? I'm glad we voted out of that. I'm glad we voted to, to get away from those perverts. But, but you know what I really dislike, Ian? Uh, it's a really serious point. Yeah. When, when we have, um, not on your show, and I haven't heard it much on talk radio, but in other media, some commentators and broadcasters, there's this sort of semi-smide insinuation that everyone that was Brexit... Oh, racist. You're a racist, Steve. Racist yeah, I'm a, I'm a racist. You're a, ra- I'm, you're yeah. a racist, and you, you're stupid because you didn't know what you were voting for. Oh, yeah, completely gormless, you know, and, um, yeah, just blindly followed my lead, sort of thing. That Stephen, just... you are a racist, and you're yeah. an idiot because you didn't know what you were voting for. Absolutely, yeah. That's what they and It's outrageous. Always, and, and if I speak to people, I say, look, once somebody said to me on Facebook, why don't you know any people with a normal name, like Mary Smith or Jenny Jones? Yeah. Because, because I've travelled around a bit, and... On Facebook, I'd say 95 of my contacts have got what you'd call, in quotation marks, funny names. Islamic like names? Russian. Okay. <laughs> like Russian, yeah. Eastern not, European. Not, Isla- not Islamic names, then? <laughs> well, no. Well, <laughs> mainly, mainly Russians, because I've travelled to Russia. And, uh, yeah, and so, um, so the thing about you don't want to be in the EU, you must hate everyone. That, yeah. No, of course that, not. You know you Russians. You know, it's ludicrous. It, re- it really is. And it, it's that being tarred with that brush of a racist. Like you say, you know Russian people. Um, a, a friend of mine uh, uh, um, met some foreigners once. And also, you, it, because you wore that massive badge, you spoke to a black man. Oh, yeah, female. Oh, yeah. It, was a, it was a black woman, was it? Oh, well, there yeah, you go, yeah. two birds with yeah. one stone. So you um, you should be very proud of yourself, Stephen. That old Catholic lady and that black lady, um, you helped them, um, hopefully, we don't know which way they voted, but possibly that... that you help them see the light. And, and you're right, Stephen. It is so frustrating when you get these smug, l- liberal elite on mainstream media. So you get your, your, your um, what's the fella's name? James O'Brien's and, and your, your, your Paul Ross's. Oh, you voted Brexit. You're a racist. Oh, you didn't understand the sign on the bus. Oh, you, I know what I voted for, Stephen. I'm not a racist, but I don't want as many foreigners coming in. That's not racist. That's just factual. I'm terrified of um, Muslim terrorists that can get in because they can just swan on the bloody um, the, the train, the Channel Tunnel. Um, and I voted to leave the single market. That's what I voted for, Stephen. And I want it hard and I want it fast. The quicker we- Theresa May does it, the, the, the happier I'll be. Well, last year, I had an ex-student of mine uh, who's, who's a Canadian citizen, wow. but she's got a Japanese background. Blimey. Um, ethnicity, her grandparents emigrated to Canada from Japan, and she was in London. She's been doing a job as a designer, working for a while, and she contacted me as a ex-teacher, you know, old teacher, and she said, oh, I'll buy you dinner, you know, and we talked about old times, and then and I said to her, I'm very pro-Commonwealth, and she said, oh, yeah, right, Commonwealth. She said, yeah, I, that, that's why I'm going to be chucked out in three weeks, because the work permit's expired. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, yeah, that's true. I mean, we've, yeah. you know, someone like her had to go back, because, yeah. you know, she'd overstay and she'd be chucked out. Whereas someone... Well, oh, a Polish, I'll, I'll say it for you, Steve, a Polish person or any Tom, Dick and Abdul, they can come over here and stay as long as they want and get a council flat. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm not going to 
But I think you, you might be <laughs> pulling people's legs and being a bit extreme in what you're saying. No, I'm not. I mean this 100%, Stephen. I guarantee it. No, but I mean, so I think, you know, like Ed, Ed Ed's a producer. I mean, I'm sure he's had to go th- get through paperwork and go through hoops to, yes. to be on this station. I mean, he couldn't just waltz, waltz over to London and say, oh, yeah, well, I want a job, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He went to oh. the official channels. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, he, um, there, someone, you know, someone from the Czech Republic, um, Croatia, yeah. they could come and do that job. But, you know, I'm not anti-people from Europe, but my preference would be from the Commonwealth. Yeah, and, Stephen, we're going to move on. Thank you very much indeed. The Commonwealth, of course, it gets a bad rap, the Commonwealth. But uh, we, we civilise a lot of those countries. 0344 499 uh, Um Ken, you'll be on in a second. He wants to talk about uh, Islamic terrorism. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, one of the uh, great things about leaving Europe, um, uh, if they do it properly, red, white and blue Brexit, guys, is uh, we'll get control of our borders, which is, which is great news. Because I don't know about you, but I... Um, uh, mainly in big towns. So when I'm in Birmingham or London, um, I'm scared to walk down the street. I'm scared to get on the tube. And if I do see someone swarthy looking with a rucksack, I, I, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. And I know, and I know, and I know, and I know that, um, you know, a significant percentage of Muslims are not terrorists. Of course I know that. Of course I know that. But... You see the front page of The Sun today. Christmas terror plot busted. Six arrested in police raids. More gun cops for shoppers. Anti-terror police swooped in raids yesterday to smash a suspected bomb plot targeting Christmas shoppers. Flippin' heck. Wow. This stuff is real. This stuff is happening. There is a reason to be scared, guys. Six people were arrested in Derbyshire, Staffordshire and London. Security chiefs ordered the swoops over fears a jihadi terror gang is aiming to launch a significant bomb attack on a busy shopping centre. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your Christmas shopping. I don't feel safe. I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about my kids. Um... And, of course, there's the, the, the papers are literally full of stories about not being able to use the word Christmas. Can't, I can't call it Christmas anymore. Mark Fentonbo. I can't, I can't call it Christmas anymore. I've got Mark Fentonbo. It's, 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 the, the, it's Winterville. Or it's um, the festive season. I can't call it Christmas. Well, I'm calling it Christmas. We're having Christmas in my house. We're having a right old royal Christmas dinner in my house with a turkey. A proper one. None of your halal. Although you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. Uh, m- uh, my mum had a turkey last year and she got it home and she looked at the label. Tiny, tiny letters, halal. So you've got to be careful. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ken's on the line. Evening, Ken. Good evening, Ian. Thanks for taking my call. It's a pleasure, Ken. What have you got for us? Yes, well, uh, a few years ago I was in Blackburn uh, preaching the gospel in the city centre in Blackburn and uh, three young Muslim men approached me mm. In a threatening manner, and they kind of surrounded me. And how was it? Can I ask? How, how does someone approach someone in a threatening manner? Were they sort of like punching one fist into an open palm, or, or were they spinning a knife? What were they doing? No, no, they just were walking. Uh, they were, walking. I was walking down into the area. In a, it was a threatening walk. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a threatening walk. Like, t- like um, Dennis Waterman in Minder. Pardon? Okay. 
and and they spread out around me. Yeah. And they said to me, I had no right to be there and no right to preach the gospel in that area. And of course, I said, well, that's not true. I said, this is my country and uh, there's freedom of uh, religion in this country. And I continue to preach the gospel. And anyway, thankfully, they left. But about six months ago, I was back in Blackburn in the city centre. And this time, about eight Muslims came up and they began to... uh, Walking in a threatening... Yeah. Manner like like um, Terry yeah, McCann. Same thing again. Yep. And this is in the, in the afternoon when it's busy. That there's lots of people around, hmm. and they've kind of threatened me and they began to curse at me and they began to try to get my hat off. And they tried they to pull your hat me off. around and they mocked me and uh, it's a sad situation we're it, in right now in this country. Ian. It Very is. Sad. It is sad. Um, how do you? I've got to ask a few questions, Ken, just for, to to be impartial. Um, right. How do you know they were Muslims? How do I know they're Muslims? Well, do they have a Muslim accent? No, no, they were, uh, they were, they were, st- they were against what I was preaching. About that doesn't Jesus. necessarily mean Muslim, though, does it? Because that they they could be atheists or Satanists. No, no, I knew they were Muslim. I knew by their appearance. They looked Muslim. By how they how they responded to what I was saying. They looked Muslim, yeah. And they said they. they I just knew they were Muslim. Was it was that, what, what 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 were they wearing that made them look Muslim? Hijabs? No, no, niqabs? they were wearing normal English clothing. They weren't dressed up in. The, uh, yeah, they just looked Muslim because they, they were brown. That's just an experience I mm. had. Ian. Yeah, it's a very uh, terrible. But. but uh, we have to understand here that what the mission of Islam is. Yeah. Now, I don't hate the Muslim people at all. In fact, I, I like to make friends with Muslims. But the theology- How many Muslim friends do you have? Pardon? How many Muslim friends do you have? Not close friends, but I like to be friendly with them. Right, okay, yeah. I like to be friendly with oh, Muslims. Sure. I, I love the Muslim people. As a Christian, we love our, our neighbour as ourselves, whoever yeah. they are. Yeah, of course. So I, don't, I don't hate Muslim people. Yeah. But I dislike and I, I, I'm totally against the theology. However, we have to understand here, Ian, and, uh, the, and stop listening to the lie which is being propagated that Islam is a religion of peace. It is not. Muhammad, he established the mission for Islam when he said, I have been ordered to fight with the people mm. till they say none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. That's the mission of Muhammad, and he is the best example for every Muslim. And what's happening today in the world, the, the fundamentalist Muslims are continuing that same mission as Muhammad. This won't change. Of this course, so, but, Ken, 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 again, let me put my impartial hat on. There are, of course, fundamental Christians that yes. go around killing people as well. Who, for example? Uh, Anders Breivik. Who? Anders Breivik. He wasn't a Christian. Well, no, he 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 claimed to be a Christian. No, he wasn't a Christian. He was a hater. He hated... Uh, yes, uh, he, he, uh, yes, he claimed to be a Christian, just like the Islamic terrorists claim yeah, to be yeah. Islamics. Well, that's a good point. However, Ian, there is a difference. In the Bible, the Christians are taught that those who live by the sword will die by the sword. We are not commanded to go around killing people. But in the Quran... Yeah, so the the Islamic terrorists... Let me just get get this clear what you're saying. The Islamic terrorists, um, the the people that go around killing people and saying they're Islamics, they are Islamics, but those people that go around killing people saying they're Christians, they're not really Christians. 
No, because they're no. not following the Bible. Yeah. The Muslims are following the Quran. You that sounds that fair. Everything. Yeah, that sounds fair enough. Yeah. What are we going to do, Ken? That? What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Well, the thing we have to need to do first is the. I believe the politicians must come clean and be honest about the situation. Yes. See, what they're trying to do, they're trying to appease the Muslims who live in this country, and they're saying it's a religion of peace. It is not a religion of peace. When you check out the history of Islam, Ian, with an uh, unbiased fashion, yes. you find out yeah. that it is the most dangerous, vicious religion ever invented by men if you and check out if you of course if you you, you talk about um uh, uh, Muesli, uh, uh, if you t- if you check out the history of christianity yes there's no violence or um forced conversion or torture or anything like that is there of course there is there's ah. evil done in the name of christianity ah and and I guess yeah. that that's 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 the, that's the point, isn't it? That um, yes, uh, you know, there is a lot of of evil being done in the name of um, uh, the holy thingy, um, the the Islam now. But the Christians also gave people a good run for their money, didn't they? Well, many centuries ago, but that was actually done mostly by the Roman Catholic Church. Ah, which not, the Catholics. It's not Christian. Yes. The Roman Catholic no. Church is not a Christian church. It is very. Reli- I used to be a Roman Catholic, Uh-oh. and there's wonderful people in the Catholic Church, but the theology is not based on the Ten, Bible. How do I feel? How do I make myself feel safe when I'm travelling on the Piccadilly line? Well, I wouldn't be scared. The chances of you being attacked by a Muslim are very, very slim, Ian. Don't be scared about it. I mean, yeah, there's, there's things we can be scared about, but don't be scared of being attacked by a Muslim. It is very, very a, sl- a slight chance you'll be attacked by a, mm. a Muslim terrorist. However, the, what we see happening in 30 countries in the past 20 years, Ian, have experienced slaughter and murder from Muslims. ISIS... Do you know that Boko Haram in Africa mm. have killed more people than ISIS? Wowzers. But this is never mentioned. No. Africa, Nigerian friends, in the, in the north of Africa, they're under a state of fear because of Boko Haram in that area. Always the fruit Islam. Ken, do you, Ken are, you a, are you a meat eater? Pardon? Are you a meat eater? Of course. I tell you what, I had a burger the other day, and... Um, I mentioned to a friend I had a burger in this particular... I'm not going to name the, the, the chain of restaurants. They're very popular. And a friend of mine said, oh, you know that that's, that's a Sharia burger. That They do Sharia burgers there. And I didn't... I didn't re- I didn't believe them. But I phoned them up and I said, is it... Tr- your, your meat, is it normal meat or is it Sharia meat? And they said, oh, no, no, we do... We, do, we just do Sharia meat. So I, I find that incredible that we're not given the choice. Of course. Listen, you've brought up a very important point here, yeah, Ian. I know. The, da- the danger about the Sharia meets you, when the Muslim goes to kill the animal, they say a prayer and they offer that animal to Allah. Yeah. So that when, when we eat that meat in this country, we are eating meat that has been offered to the God of Islam called Allah. I want the you choice. Should, I, want the choice to, um, I want the choice to, right. uh, to, to, to eat Christian, you know, normal meat, Christian meat. Christian meat. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to. You know what I mean. I, I don't want a Sharia burger. I want a, like a. You know, like a, a holy, like a Jesus. I don't know what you'd call it. A, a, a Christian burger. No, I've never heard of a Christian well, burger. No, listen, normal you're meat. Not, you're not off the point here. English, English, English meat. English meat. That's different. But listen, the, the the point I'm trying to make here is this: 
Islam, the theology of Islam is anti-democracy, anti-Christ, anti-Christian and anti-Jew. Thank you, Ken. And um, it's good to finally have a, a, a proper chat with you, Ken, and find out exactly where, uh, which way the wind blows. 0344-499-1000 is the um, uh, telephone number. Um, there's a story in one of the papers that's been popping up time and time again. It's this Muslim Big Brother programme. I don't know, has this actually... I don't know if it's actually been on yet, but there's so much about it. You don't really need to, 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 to have seen it to um, be appalled by it. Um, maybe we'll talk about that in the next hour. I don't know if it's actually been on. If, you, it, 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 if it's been on, could you let me know? Um, but it, it, it just sounds awful. Here's the headline in the, the mail. Bigoted, nasty, cynical. The BBC's Muslim Big Brother won't unite cultures. It'll divide them. And one of them, apparently, is a supporter of IS. And your licence fee is, is subsidising his television career. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit. There's plenty to uh, talk about this evening. 0344 1000 is the uh, telephone number. And don't worry, um, we're not the BBC. We're not, um, technically we are mainstream media, I guess, but this is, uh, this is the home of free speech. You can come on here and say anything. Don't you worry about that. Um, plenty of things to talk about. And I'll, I'll, I'll dive into the papers, uh, a little bit later on. Oh, was a brilliant story about pink whistles in football. Oh, God. What a bunch of uh, idiots. If you want to give me a call, now would be an excellent time. We call you back. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. You're listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio, the home of free speech. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio. How safe do you feel when you walk down the street? And what does a red, white and blue Brexit mean for you? 03444991000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio, the home of free speech. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
499 is the telephone number. There's a really interesting story on the Daily Mail that I, I, I think is important. I think we need to talk about it. And I think it is a discussion that too many people are too afraid to talk about. Um, here, of course, is the home of free speech. And you're more than welcome to call in. And even if you disagree with me, I'd love to hear your views. 0344 499 Um with council tax set to rise £160 to plug social care black hole. And you know, of course, I have a lot of um, dealings with, with the payments and the expense of social care, with my mum being in a care home. MPs demand foreign aid billions are switched, so we put our needy elderly first. Um, it's a really interesting story. It's a really interesting take on something that, that we kind of take for granted. And I've never been able to get my head around why we give so much in foreign aid to help um, the, the children who can't, don't have access to books and schools and to help um, people that don't have food and to help education and to help um, countries that are rife with malaria that are kill- and diseases that send children blind. I don't know why we invest so much money in those things when that money could be used... To, to help people in this country. Um, the £12 billion, £12 billion, flipping heck, to help uh, foreign kids read, to help villages where, where people are dying of diseases, to, to, help, um, uh, to help stop the spread of malaria. We're spending £12 billion. Quid. Outrageous. The £12 billion pounds foreign aid budget should be used to tackle the crisis in social care, MPs said last night. 0344 499 1000. Their call to put Britain's elderly first came amid warnings that the system supporting the vulnerable was close to toppling over. And yesterday, Chancellor Philip Hammond, second time he's been mentioned this evening, busy days for uh, Philip Hammond, suggested for the first time there would be a review of the controversial target of spending. And this is the thing. It's a, it's a percentage. It's a percentage of the national income. OK. Have a guess how much, what percentage of our national income goes on, on, on foreign uh, aid? Have a guess. The percentage. No, it's higher. No, it's higher. No, it's even higher than that. I'll tell you. It's 0.7%. 0.7% of the national income goes to help sick and needy, uneducated children. Foreign children. Ministers are also considering allowing... And then we talk about the council tax going up. Well, hang on, hang on a second. The council tax got up £160 to cover um, the rising costs uh, of care for the elderly. Hang on a second... Hang on a second. Why? <laughs> this is laughable. Why should I have to pay more council tax to help cover the costs of care for the elderly infirm? Why should I have to pay more council tax when already 0.7% of our national income is going to help foreign children? I don't see <laughs> why that should be there. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Sylvia is in Selby. Where's Selby, Sylvia? Uh, not far from York. OK, so it's, it's not far. I don't know, Selby. Is it nice in Selby? 
Uh, well, in the village, when I say I live in Selby, I live in a village, oh. and it is nice where I live. Okay, but if you get into York, what's York like? Bit bit old? Pardon? What's York like? Oh, York's beautiful. Is it? Is it? Yes, very, very old-worldy, mm. and for anyone that's listening, it is a lovely city to visit. Is it? What's, give me, get, I tell you what, Sylvia, sell, sell York to me, because I've not been, I know, much to my, uh, my shame. Give me the top two things that, that, that I should go to York for. Well, the people are down to earth, what I call the salt of the earth, and very friendly. And you'll always get, hello, how are you? Yeah. And to me, it's it's always nice to be nice. It's nice to be nice, as my mother would <laughs> say. Fantastic. <Yeah. laughs> uh, what have you got for us, Sylvia? Uh, well, I've just been listening to you. Is it Ian? Yes, it is. Uh, Ian, I've just been listening to you, and to me, I don't, I do not think the poll tax <laughs> should be put up. People, there's lots of people in this country that are having hard times, yep. that work on the minimum wage, yep. and it's taking them all the time to pay the road. When I think the money that's going out to European aid, I know there's some very tragic cases in certain countries, yes. but there's certain countries where they could help them, but they don't give two oops about it. Give me an example, Sylvia. What, what, what specific European aid are you referring to, and how much money, and, 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 and what should we do with that money? It wants to go to looking after our old people. Yes. Our old people, these are the people that have worked all their lives yep. and they've had hardship. Yeah. They've not been bought with benefits like yeah. there is today. Yeah. And what it is, they want looking after. And when I think we're sending it to countries, you know, you can say India, yeah, India China, China, and we are not the saviour of the world. No. No. Uh, but definitely, I'd say to Theresa May, yes. you must look after the old people in this country because these are the people that have grafted all their lives. What about... Um, and you're right, you're right. We don't want to increase the poll tax, mainly because that um, was abolished about 30 years ago. But um, what about if we, if we completely changed the benefits system and we scrapped all benefits? We scrapped all benefits. <laughs> Well, I could that... go. I, 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 I've talked many times about the benefits. Go on. Some, sometimes I probably. Uh, to, you see, to me. Yep. Uh, go on. You know, I could talk about people that are swinging the lead. Go on. Walk. It's the home of free speech, here, Sylvia. You say what you want. Uh, I could talk about people that are swinging the lead. We can read every paper where people are saying they can't walk two inches and uh, we can't. We might find them on the golf course. Yeah. We might find them in the picking weights up. You name it. But to me, uh, money is not the most important thing in life. It's your health. Yeah. Yeah. And happiness has got to come from within, not money. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying, Ian, is I want to see all people that are not having to pay through the eyes and nose for care, because the majority... Here we go. Can I ask you a question, Sylvia? Right? Supposing there was a care home. There's only one. There's a care home, and it's only got one bed. Right? There's only one room left. Okay? And you've got a millionaire, white, English woman in her 70s who needs it. And uh, 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 who's lived here all her life. And there's a poor Indian woman who has lived here all her life, apart from the first five years, 
She needs it. Who would you give it to? I'd give it to the Indian woman. Would you really? Yeah. Why? Because if she's got money, yeah. that, that what, it's like myself, if I had money, yeah. I'd give it to the underdog that's got no money. Right, but then it turns out, then it turns out that actually the white woman was lying about being a millionaire to keep up appearances and the Indian woman is actually really rich and she was oh, lying about being uh, poor. Well, that's a different So who would you give it to in that case? Uh, well, to tell you the truth, if you were telling lies, I'd give it to the person that's uh, uh, the, the white woman. Yeah, but then it turns out that the white woman is actually <laughs> Polish and has only been over here for three years. <laughs> uh, it's like a conundrum, isn't it? Isn't, isn't it? it? Uh, but no, can I just? Set, I'm I'd give it if that if that if that scenario unfolded. I'd give it to neither, and I'd burn the bed. Yes, in front of them. No, but what I'm saying is, uh, 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 Ian, yes, the mo- I believe in looking after old people in this country. I wouldn't like to see them at the end of no. their life no. having to suffer worrying about care. I'm going to draw up, Sylvia, because I, I, I like the cut of your jib. What's a jib, <laughs> Sylvia? What, 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 what is it and why do we cut it? What, what did you say? I didn't get that. What's, what's, you know say I like the cut of your jib? Yeah. What's a jib? Uh, what I'm saying is, is nope. did, did I say jib? Uh, yes, you did. <laughs> well, you said uh, you said to me, I like the cut of your jib, and I wonder what a jib is. Oh, uh, what I do is, you're a nice guy that comes over on the radio, and what I like about this program is, yeah. you can. I like to, I like to put the world to right, and if I yeah. see anyone that's down on their what's the name, them are the t- people I try to help. Here we go. Let's put these people in order of importance, okay? Now, this is a tough one. This is the, the things that, that Theresa May has to do. The, the, uh, we've got the elderly, we've got children, and we've got disabled of, like, all different ages, but they're all in wheelchairs. Who is? Who would you put as the most important? Who would you put as the least important? Well, let's put it this way. The one in the wheelchair, she yeah. will be helped with benefits. Yep. So children, least important. They will get help... But sometimes old people, yeah. some of them don't know what day it is. They could be suffering with dementia yep. or what. And yeah. them are the people. I know someone that's a care worker and she goes round to people and all she has to do is change them because they are losing at the bowels and, oh. uh, uh, you know, incontinence. Yes. And when I think, there for the grace of God goes I. And these are the people that need the help. Uh, Sylvia, really great to talk to you. It's nice to speak to someone Thank with a bit you. of common sense. We'll speak again soon, yeah? Take care. Bye bye. Oh, she's gone. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. She's right. Why should the poll tax be increased when we're giving money to Indian billionaires? If you want to play the game as well, uh, uh, elderly children, not elderly, elderly, comma, children, uh, or disabled people, just like in wheelchairs and stuff. Where would the care go? Who's the most important? Who's the most needy in your in your eyes? Sylvia's saying disabled people, they'll get benefits. Children, they'll get looked after. So it's probably the elderly who don't know what day it is and have lost um, control of their, their um, bowels. 03444991000 is the uh, telephone number. What would you do with the £12 billion foreign aid? And if anybody can phone in and defend spending... A whopping 0.7% of our national income on foreign aid. Good luck. This is the home of free speech. Talk radio. 
Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ministers, 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Talking at the moment about um, the 12 billion foreign aid that we send, uh, it, it could be used to help the elderly. Over here, ministers are also considering allowing rises of up to £160 in uh, council tax over the next two years, with much of the money going to fund social care. But MPs said this would not solve the problem, and diverting cash from the foreign aid budget instead could solve the crisis at a stroke. Baroness Altman, a former pensions minister, demanded... Um, action as well, saying this: the needs of our vulnerable elderly pe- uh, must come first before prioritising the needs of people elsewhere. Um, and it's really hard to argue with that, isn't it? It, it? it is really hard to argue with that. Now, Sylvie, uh, who we spoke to, doesn't want to see an increase in the poll tax. Um, and I don't think I should pay more money to help elderly people in this country. Um, I think the government should take that um, foreign aid and divert it. Charity begins at home, guys. And once we get out of the European Union and all of these ridiculous agreements we've got to help foreign people and, and the people of all different kinds of colours and worship different kinds of gods, the better. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Katia! Oh, we've lost Katia. I don't know what happened there getting all excited and then Katia disappeared there was a story we mentioned yesterday and it's in um, some of the other papers today again connected very closely to Brexit and the problems um, of being part of the European Union Tony Christie the singer we mentioned this yesterday but I think it's worthy of uh, a mention again mainly because there's a picture of him Um, veteran star Christie's tour bus ambushed by migrants. Singer Tony Christie's tour bus was ambushed by a gang of migrants in northern France. Northern France. The shaken Amarillo star told how his driver was surrounded by a group of hooded men after they stopped to refuel near Dunkirk. They'd pulled into services on a motorway near the Grand Synth migrant camp, 30 miles north of Calais, where hundreds of refugees have headed since the jungle was removed. The entertainer, who was returning from a European tour with his band and his wife Sue, 68, was asleep when the ambush happened early on Saturday. The 73-year-old said his driver found himself surrounded by five men. Um, And it must be absolutely terrifying to be Tony Christie and to wake up the next morning and be told that there was... um, a surrounding scenario taking place at a, a petrol station. The guy's 73 years old, for Christ's sake. He's a legend, an absolute legend. And yet, if his driver can be surrounded by migrants while he sleeps, it, it could happen to anybody. We're lucky Tony Christie didn't get his throat slit and, and then be sexually abused, the dead body being abused. We're lucky that didn't... That could have been the headline. Tony Christie brutally murdered by Islamic terrorists and then sexually abused. God, that didn't happen. Dennis is in Dunstable. Good evening, Dennis. Good morning. 
Yes, I'm one of these old people that I want you to draw money back from all these bastards on the continent. Yep. And pay it to me. Well, you're right. This 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 European aid that we are we are spe- a tyrant, and they're having their policies D- done up with Dennis. the money. And the money doesn't get to the Dennis, people. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. I know you're 92 years old, but let me let me uh, sorry. Let me just educate you. You can't say nigger. Listen to me, I'm afraid. Well, yeah, well, but that, but 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 all the same. No, brown. no anyway, fair no, enough. No, Dennis, you can't. You, but there are but certain I, words. I, I apologise for saying well it. Well done. Well, he was insulted. Well, it's okay. It's okay. Well, yeah. some of these countries, the tyrants who run yes. the countries, yep. are using it to spend on themselves and not on the people where it's intended. Oh, well, do you remember when they um they we finally got rid of Saddam Hussein? Yeah. And we went into his palace, and he had he everything was. Gold. He had gold doors, gold ceilings, a gold bath. He even, in um, uh, his 18 gold uh, toilets, he had gold toilet paper. Go- Imagine wiping your ass with a sheet of gold. Yes, it would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I'm just saying the problem is, it is going to the wrong path. I don't yes. object to people helping people out who really need it. Yep. But I do object to seeing some of these fellas flashing around in big cars. Yep. Yep. And the poor, the people in their own countries are scratching backsides, backsides for apenies. I, I suppose on the converse, Dennis, it's £12 billion. Pounds. Um, it's not, in the great scheme of things, it's not a lot of money, is it? No, but it is to say we need new hospitals, new doctors. Well, hang on a minute. How many hospitals do you reckon you'd get for £12 billion? Pounds? Well, you'd need to get at least one, wouldn't you? I and that means a hospital would take 300 people in it. I don't know if you would get a hospital. I've got... Can someone... The, um, the, the, the lady, can you find out how much a new hospital would cost to build? I suspect more than... I'm going to say £20 billion for a hospital. I don't know. The, the woman's going to research it for me. Yes. OK. At least the money would be put to a better use over here. Yes, yes. All right. Scratching, as I say, there's plenty of people in this country scratching around for evenings. That need help. Not me. I'm all right. I've got three magnificent sons. They're looking after me. I can't grumble about anything. What do you reckon about Tony uh, Christie nearly being murdered and sexually abused by um, by uh, immigrants? Well, that's because the French are not looking after people coming over here, are they? They yeah. letting them get away with it. Yeah. yeah. I'd electrocute a lot of them. It, it, what, it, and if you found the person who could have potentially murdered and abused Christie, what, what would you... And luckily, he was—he slept through the entire thing, was completely unaware of it, and was completely safe. But what would you do to that person if you if you got your hands on them? Something to do with a broken bottle. Mm. Oh, OK, Dennis, thank you very much indeed. Um, a hospital would cost you £429 million, but that is in Liverpool. Um, so uh, that's probably about half the price that it would be um, down here. Um uh, onwards with the Tony Christie story. The 73-year-old said his driver found himself surrounded by five men. They dispersed when he said they were being recorded on CCTV. Christie's tour manager later found a would-be migrant. A would-be migrant. A would-be migrant. He would be a migrant. So at the time, he wasn't a migrant. He was just a person. But had it the, the, the plan succeeded, he would be a migrant, hiding among stage equipment in the trailer. This is interesting, actually. I mentioned this on Twitter earlier on, and um, Lino, who, who, who tweets um, me quite a lot with some, some great views, he came up with a genuinely brilliant idea. Right. And, th- and it sounds ridiculous, but stick with it. 03444991000. He suggested, why don't we make all packing containers 
transparent. Huh? Then I took it one further and said, OK, yeah, you got all the packing containers are transparent. Well, then why don't we make the lorries transparent? Boom. End of, end of problem. You've got a transparent vehicle containing transparent packaging. You're sorted. You're absolutely sorted. That way no one could sneak onto the back of the lorry because you'd see them. They'd be driving, you go, hey, there's a couple of kids. In- hey, get out. Makes much more sense. Um, Christie's tour manager found a would-be migrant hiding among stage equipment in the trailer. The man threatened to kill the manager before fleeing. Yorkshire-born Christie, who slept through the entire event, said they could have got into... I don't know how Tony Christie talks. It's like I, I, normally I would be able to do the voice, but I don't know what Tony Christie's voice is. They could have got into the coach. It's the second time this has happened to the driver. The first time he was stabbed by a spike. The drivers take a hell of a risk. And you, Tony, as we, we said it, you could have been murdered and then sexually abused. Luckily, luckily, you slept through it. I know these people are desperate, uh, Mr Christie continues, but we shouldn't be scared to travel. I think I'll fly from now on. I don't think I'll go on the road again. So Tony's changed his travel plans. Uh, uh, how have you changed your travel plans in the light of the, uh, uh, the Tony Christie attack and, and other... Uh, such scenarios how have you changed your travel plans and it might not be as as grand as rescheduling your world tour it might simply be you won't get the tube um uh, at certain times of the day or you won't travel by certain buses or perhaps you do all of your shopping online in light of the um, potential the foiled Tony Christie murder. How would you, how have you changed your travel plans? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And then there's some stats. Grand Grand Synth holds around one thousand refugees. Some will pay fixers thousands of pounds to be smuggled to the UK. Kate Gibbs of the uh, Road Haulage Association said this problem has not gone away. This underlines our plea for continued security at the port and its approach roads. Well, I think transparent lorries and transparent packaging is certainly one way we could deal with it. How would you deal with it? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the home of free speech. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Katia, I think we've got you at last. Yes, indeed. And I say good evening to you. Good evening, Katia. Um, um, I'm one of them, I must confess. You're one, one of, of one, you, you what? One of the, one of the continentals. Okay, yeah, that's fair trying, enough. Trying really hard to assimilate, but uh, it looks like I just can't. I mean, listen to me after oh, donkey's years. My accent is still here. I'm still here. And uh, I feel ashamed. Really, listening to all these people when your show, yep. uh, I've come to realise that it, it's probably time for me to pack up and, and go. Well, no, listen, we're not, I, I, I don't necessarily want you to go. As long as you're, you're contributing to the um, economy and not claiming benefits and, and paying taxes mm-hmm. and not doing um, the indigenous population out of a, a, a job... Um, then you're very welcome to stay, as far as I'm concerned. Well, no, as I say, you know, when I came here, um, went to a workshop, um, 
worked with the people there and all of them, most of them were just like me, you know, um, from the continent, mainly because very difficult uh, for the gun trade, the British gun trade, to find British people. The gun trade? But yes, the yes. gun trade. Yes. Uh, we can agree it's uh, Quintis. Oh, I can't even pronounce the, the name. That's part of the problem. No, I, I know that's the problem. Yes. I can see the, the word in my mind. The pronunciation is what is a Have you been drinking, Katia, or is this you sober? No, it's it's me very sober. Oh, God help us all. Very sober. Oh, dear. So, um, yes, I try to help the British gun trade, which uh, is, you know, run by a lot of uh, them people from out of Great Britain. Yes. Um, and, but but it, it, it's a disservice, really, because, uh, you know, I think that the gun trade should admit defeat. I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Well, me neither. That's probably the problem, right. you see. Yeah, um, um, no, but it just goes to show that uh, you don't want people like me in your country, do you? Well, no, I'm no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying if if you're contributing, if you're paying taxes, if you are yeah. if you are bringing something, then of yeah. course you're very very welcome to stay here for for uh, you know a certain period of time. I don't know, um, ten years. Ten years, and, and then. What's going to happen to me? Well, 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 I don't know. What? 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 You, you, you've made your money. You can go home. Where? Well, where are you from? Well, you see, it depends, really. I mean, 10 years ago, I had a, well, I still have a Belgian passport, but 20, 25 years ago, I was a Serbian. Before that, I was Italian. So where is my home? Well, just, just pick one. Pick one of those. All right. Just pick one of those, um, yeah, okay. and 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 go back there. Okay, fine. So just don't expect to retire here then. Well, I, I mean, it's a tough one, Katya. And listen, and I don't, mm. I, I know that, that, that a lot of the since we voted, you know, fifty-two percent were, were, were successful. <laughs> that um, it, it, it's caused a lot of stress yeah. um, for 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 you know EU migrants who are over here, but that. Uh, with with respect, Katya, that isn't my problem. Yeah, that's true. You know, that isn't my that isn't my problem. Now, there, there may be some deal struck yeah. with yeah. Um, uh, uh, the unelected members of uh, the European Parliament, who mm. whereby you can stay and our um, expats in Spain and other places they can stay there. That may that may happen, and 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 you know, as long as you're continuing to work here, then that, I would be fine with that. And I think most people would be fine with that. Right. Okay. So, uh, but what would you what would you say to me if I wanted to assimilate really, really well? Yes. What would be the way? Would Would it be to, to marry uh, a British person? Well, or? I mean, that would be a cheap way of getting a, a, a you know the, the citizenship. Um, you could work on losing the accent. Yes. Um, you could uh, brush up on your English. Have you sat an English exam? No. Okay, well, you could do that. Okay. Um, and maybe you could do volunteer work at the weekends, you know, in hospitals or charity shops. Yeah, I do that already, so, but uh, more, more of that. I more of that, more. more of that, please, yeah. Katia, that would be, that would be awesome. Okay, I will. Well, thanks very much, and I'm really happy for your help. Thank you very much indeed. Um, struggle to understand that. Chris is in Oxford. Good evening, Chris. Hello, 
Ian. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Chris, what have you got for us this evening? Um, two of the, at least two of the countries who receive, uh, who receive overseas financial aid have space exploration programs. Go on. India and China. Yeah, yeah. Madness. Why the bloody hell are we sending foreign aid to, to India? I do not understand why we do that. Does it, make, does it make any sense to you, Chris? £150 million. Pounds. It was um, re- receive um, official development assistance in 2015. Yeah. Of course, the, the, India, the money that we are giving to India is being reduced greatly each year, isn't it? Sure. And to, to the point where it would be reduced to nothing. Soon. Well, yeah, um, and some of it goes to um, to um, helping uh, 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 poor women who um, are struggling to afford to feed their children and education and, and education and all the things that you've said before. Yeah, but you've got um, the Greens, the Green Party, want to take that point. I tweeted you actually. There were four countries, sorry, five countries who pay um, 0.7% or more. Of their, I think it's their GMP, isn't it? Gross national product. Yes. Um, Netherlands, Denmark, Luxembourg, Norway, and Sweden um, either match or exceed the point seven. Well, I mean, the, the, look, the, talking about India, one of the projects that it goes to is to make sure that that, that that women in very very poor areas where they they have very little food and they have stores of cow pats in the corner to use as fuel um, is it, 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 that significant portion of that money ensures that they are able to deliver their babies in hospital, meaning that the babies and the mothers both have um, a, a much higher chance of survival, but, I mean, and this may sound callous, Chris, but aren't there enough? Uh, I'm, I'm sure these are areas where contraception isn't um, big on the uh, list of priorities, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, there's pl- I mean, how many Indians are there? It's something like nearly two billion, isn't it? Um, it it's a lot. It's, it's, it's the second most populated country now. China's first, isn't it? Yeah, I think China's first. But I think India's taking, uh, you know, overtaking it. And with projects like this, there'll be more of them. And and it just means that the need for funding will will continue and will continue and will grow and grow and grow. Would you be prepared to pay a bit more on your poll tax, Chris? Um, no, but I'm arguing with the council over mine at the moment. Oh, why? What's happened? Uh, it cost me 80 grand in a... Um, Building regulations issue, uh, yeah. and, I've, and I've stopped paying it. Um, and how's that going down? Um, well, I'm going to face them off in court at some point in the next. In the next hey, why have you, hang on a minute. Why have you, if you don't mind, me, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Why have you got to pay the the council eighty thousand pounds? No, no, no. I had a, um, I, I had some um, work done, right? And um, they came and signed it off on the building rates without bothering to inspect it. Ah, and it cost me eighty grand's worth of damage. Oh, flipping it. Yeah. So, um, um, Ombudsman found in my favour. Council didn't accept the findings of the LGO, and I got lumped with a um, eighty grand bill to put it all to put it all right and to keep my house dry because it was. Um, I had to move out. We're for. going to hell in a handcart, Chris. This is ridiculous. And the councils will be fighting this kind of stuff, and it will probably cost them a fortune in court. And yet there are old people who haven't got beds to sleep in at night. I um, 
ultimately, and I have to look. I have to look after myself. Oh, of, no, of course you do. Of course you do. Charity begins at home, and in your case, literally at home. But the council, if they're spending, you know, spending money on court cases, which, as you say, they were they were completely in the wrong. Um, but there are there are people who who haven't got anywhere to sleep tonight. Well, I, 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 I did a little bit of research whilst you're talking about this, and in every recent poll or survey that's been taken out, the um, the British public feel it's their um, it's their it's, it's their duty to um, keep um, development aid promised to the poorer countries. It's it's um, political correctness gone completely bonkers, if you ask me, Chris. Listen, best of luck with uh, the, your problems at home. I hope it gets sorted out. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, thank you, Chris. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. We've covered a lot of ground this evening. And boy, oh boy, I've had to employ the block button on my Twitter account quite significantly. I've had to employ... And there was someone I'd muted, and I forgot I'd muted them, and somehow they appeared... I muted them a long time ago. And somehow they appeared in my timeline. Spouting all kinds of nonsense. Block, block. Listen, 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 Bramonas. If you're unhappy about the way it went, if you're unhappy about the way things have gone, if you're unhappy that the vote didn't go in your favour, stop whining. Stop whining. Stop sending me obnoxious, angry, hate-filled tweets. You can phone up, of course, 03444991000, but don't send me little tweets with your little um, snipes at me and your little little goes at me and, oh, I don't like what you're doing. I don't like, I don't like what you're saying. Deal with it, guys. We voted to leave Europe. We won. My side won. I am successful. You are not. And that's fine. That's democracy, guys. You want a best of three? You want a best of three? You want a game of rock, scissors, and pa- I know, let's sit around and play Uno. We'll play uh, best of three hands of Uno. How's about that, then? Should we get Rummy Cub out? Yes? Junior Scrabble? You want to do it that way? It happened, guys. It happened. And unless the Bramonas can deal with that and accept that, you guys are going to tear this country apart. Do you get me? Do you, do you hear me, Jelly Bean? 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. You're more than welcome to. There's another story in the Daily Mail that's got me scratching my head. Now, this is the, the um, this is typical of the propaganda that has come from, um, from the left over the past few years. Right, when I was growing up, right, boys were boys, girls were girls, fine. And, and some of the boys were a little bit gay and some of the girls were a little bit lesbian and that was fine and that was all beautiful and lovely and we loved all that. But none of this transgender stuff, none of this, oh, I think I'm, a, you know what, I'm a, I'm, I'm a man, but I think I'm a woman. Or, you know, I'm a girl, but I think I'm, I think I might want to be a boy. There was none of that. 
but suddenly there's been a huge increase. Now, some people might say it's because of education. Mm, maybe. Is it education or is it brainwashing? That's what I want to know. 03444991000 calls to Childline over gender fears triple in three years. Is it brainwashing? Is it education? You tell me. All I can speak from is my own experience. When I was growing up on, uh, uh, on the Britwell Estate in Slough and I went to Claycott School, there were no boys that went, eh, you know, I think I might be girls. And there were no girls that went, eh, you know what, I think I might be a boy. The number of children who've called a charity helpline for counselling about their gender identity has nearly tripled in three years, the NSPCC said yesterday. Childline carried out... 2,796 transgender counselling sessions in the year to March, an average of eight a day, and a huge increase on the 1,102 in the year to March 2013. Now, why is this? Why is this going on? What's this about? Is it? Well, it's education, so people know about it. Or is it propaganda that's causing people to scratch their heads and go, well, maybe, maybe I don't want to be this, I want to be that. This comes, of course, after the, um, the the story that was in the paper, I think, was it yesterday? Yesterday? Um, that a, a government-funded leaflet um, a, a, or pamphlet uh, for teachers says we shouldn't call boys and girls boys and girls. Don't call boys and girls boys and girls. Because what if they're trans... What's the, what's the word we're supposed to use? There's a word, isn't there? Don't call boys and girls boys and girls. Because it might confuse them and upset them. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Oscar. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Oscar. I'm angry. Oh well, uh, it's not too bad. How are you doing? You sound nervous. Oh, I've um, I've I'm just literally run downstairs oh. to to get somewhere somewhere where wake up my children. Oh, there we go. Um, don't you don't want to wake up your children <laughs> at ten to, ten to twelve? Um, yeah, I was um, I was going to join in your sort of uh, your moaning show. I I haven't listen, been listening long this evening, but yes. last night I heard you were you were going to sort of give everyone a chance to have a bit of a rant. Just get um, to the but, point, Oscar. What have you called in for? Um, I've called in about midwives, actually. What? Um, now I know this is a really taboo subject, actually, um, and I know sort of. To moan about a midwife is, um, is is probably a really bad thing to do, and I'm going to have lots of people sort of yelling at their radios. But um, seeing on the news today about um, um, sort of, I know it's a bit of a sad subject, but more sort of um, more um, sort of infant deaths, yes. and um, and I've had a sort of um, we haven't had deaths in the in the family, but we've had sort of near incidents yes. with babies, and um, I think sort of. Actually, I think some of the midwives aren't really up to scratch. Go on, go on, Oscar. Uh, Don't name any hospitals or anything, but tell, no. t- tell us about these midwives that are rubbish. So we've, um, we've, we've had home births of our children, and, um, um, and our first midwife was, I think it was a trainee midwife, I'm not sure. Um, so we had sound advice first, but the actual midwife had turned up to do the delivery, um, sort of cleared off halfway through my wife's labour and, uh, and left me to deliver baby, um, which was fine. Um, but she um, she obviously came back sort of later on and um, misdiagnosed sort of everything that was um, sort of apparent with baby to the point where sort of we nearly lost him at the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know we sort of didn't really have anyone to turn to or complain to. Um, and we've had sort of similar things with subsequent children where sort of midwives have said one thing and the doctors said something completely different. But um, you know, and, and I have to say the doctors being right and the midwives being wrong. 
But midwives, they're not, um... Medically, they're not medically trained. They're not like they're, 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 I mean, they obviously they have some sort of training, but they're not medically trained, are they? I don't. I don't know. Um, I have a. I have a. You know, and I don't want to sort of um, bash midwives at all because I mean they are doing a wonderful job. Well, you, but have, you want to bash a them a little bit. I've, I've, I have a friend that's a midwife too, but um, it does seem that they're sort of. Um, you know, the midwifery council is um, does seem to be um, on its own agenda. So, I mean, especially with sort of like things like breastfeeding and that sort of thing. I know they're very, very, very pushy about it, and, and there's a lot of almost propaganda on, on breastfeeding when it's just completely unnecessary. Here's the thing, here's the thing. If we didn't have so many migrants over here, um, and uh, we weren't paying all of that money into the European Union, then the NHS could be, and of course I'm not saying the whole £350 million thing, I know that was, that was, that was metaphorical, but the, uh, there will be more money would be paid into the National Health Service, and there would be less pressure on hospitals and on the midwife teams and the birthing teams um, so that you could get the proper attention that was required. I think, I don't know if they're that under pressure, to be honest. I know they're sort of running around like headless chickens. but That's quite uh, pressured. Know, but, um, you know, when, you know when, when we've been on the units, um, you know, there's, there's been downtime. And as I said, the, my, sort of, my, my friend that's in, in the know with, with, you know, she is a midwife. Um, you know, she's, you know, they're not that sort of, you know, they're, you know they're, they're, it's not as if they're short on numbers at the time. But, um, but I, know, I don't know, you might be right on that point a little bit. I think, I, I do, I think that there are too many people over here sucking on the teat of the NHS, um, and they are sucking it dry. And until we get control of the people that come in here, until we get control of the benefits that we pay, uh, uh, that we pay out, until we get control of the money that we, we, we spaff all over the European Union and start funding the, uh, uh, the NHS properly and also reducing some of the... Uh, uh, NHS tourists. Have you heard that phrase, Oscar? The NHS yeah, tourists. Yeah. People that fly over from all these African nations and they come over here and just as they get off the plane they go, oh, I think I've got cancer. Oh, no, I've just got off the plane and I've got leukaemia. Take me to the NHS. And then they get free NHS treatment that, that, that costs us, free in inverted commas, that costs us about, I don't know, £100,000. Soon as they're better, they bugger off back home. I mean, I, I, know, there, I know there is that, but I, you know, I, I don't I don't honestly believe that that is the biggest train on the NHS. I think there are services that the NHS is doing for ourselves that are probably bigger trains that could be avoided. Um, I mean, there's a few sort of, um, you know, I hate to use the term nanny state, but there's a few things that um, the NHS are doing, some of their um, maybe stop smoking services that really... The smokers need to get off their asses and stop smoking. Yes, it, yes, it. I'll give you that. Get a bit of willpower and put down the fags. And also, if you are a smoker, then I don't think you should get medical treatment on the NHS until you've stopped for two years. Um, I mean, you know, things like, um, you know, the obesity clinics and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that that's 50-50 on that one, really. I think, um, I think the help should be there, but at the same time... Stop eating know. and walk more! <laughs> it's that simple! Stop eating, guys, and walk more! There is that, yeah. Put, put, put them in the gym a bit more. So. Yeah, exactly. Go and so I joined a gym. Oh, you can't join the gym. It's too expensive. Get this, Oscar. I joined a gym. It's 20 quid a week. Uh, 20 quid a month, sorry. There's no contract, so you can opt out any time you want. The classes are free. I went and did a wonderful spin class uh, today. Um, I, I think they've even got a, 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 a promotion on now where it's 14.99 for the first three months. It costs nothing. If you, ca- if you can afford to go 
and eat at McDonald's every night, well, you can afford to join a gym and lose a little bit of weight. No, that's no, no, I definitely agree there. I mean, I was a I was a twenty stone smoker, and then within a year, fifty month, pound a month gym Beautiful. membership. Yeah. I was, um, Twelve stone and, and join the army. Actually, so uh, well, so that's you know, another way to do it. Join, join, exactly. Join the army and do do a little bit of service for your country. One final question, Oscar. Could yeah. you understand what your midwives were saying to you? Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, you're on sort of almost in a state of panic autopilot when the when wives are delivering. So I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, because I have I have uh, we have. I remember one of the midwives we had. I couldn't understand a bloody word she was saying. Well, interestingly, actually, um, chap from Green Wing, I think, was starred in a um, little um, sort of one-off television drama. I um, can't remember the name of it, but basically he was a pregnant man. Oh. And um, it's, it's probably only a short film, but it sort of absolutely sums up some of the frustrations that yeah. one has when, when, uh, <laughs> when delivering. Uh, Oscar, uh, thank you very much for that. I shall, shall check that out. The guy from the Green Wing uh, in a short film about being pregnant. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you know the name of that, um, then let me know. This is Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uh, it's the home of free speech. I know, I know, I know. We are um, all falling under the umbrella of mainstream media. And I've run this past my uh, my Zionist paymasters today. And we're okay to talk about pretty much whatever you want. Like, you, you, you're more than welcome to call in about whatever you want. We've covered quite a lot of ground in the first two hours. There's another hour of this to go. Who'd have thunk it? Um, what have we talked about so far? Well, we've, we've slapped down the Bramona. And by the way, I'm, I'm, during the news, I'm thoroughly enjoying going on Twitter and just blocking. And I've tried to engage with these people, but they're such idiots. The, 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 these snowflakes who, the, the, I think they're hearing a completely different show. I'm just giving the facts, guys. Everything I've said tonight on the show has been a fact. It's been an absolute fact. And if you're unhappy with that, well, you can switch off and you can stop sending me abuse on Twitter. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. We've talked about Brexit. We've talked about immigration. How would you like the red, white and blue Brexit to go? How would you like that to proceed? What does it mean to you? I voted to leave the European Union. I voted to retain control of my borders. That's what I voted for. 03444991000. 03444991000. And this thing that was in the papers yesterday about you're not supposed to call boys and girls boys and girls. Oh, God. Because we might upset a transgender child. Oh, really? Come on, guys. The rise in transgender, is it, is it propaganda or is it education? 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
guys, here's the thing, right? If you don't like the show, switch off, yeah? If you don't like the direction the show's going, switch off. Don't phone up and complain. Don't phone up my producer, the uh, woman, and have a go at her. Don't phone up and say, I don't like the show. Well, guess what? It's not your show. Guess what? It's my show. And I'll do what I want. Right? So don't go, oh, oh, I'll do, oh, no, no, girl, no, please don't, oh, no. I'm just telling the truth. And do you know what, guys? You can't handle the truth. So all these people on, on Facebook, oh, don't like the show. I don't like the show. Don't switch off the show. The show's not for you guys. We've turned a corner. Our eyes are open. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Don't phone up and go. Oh, but I'm going to complain about the show. Oh, get out of here, guys. Get out of here. You don't like the truth. It's a shame, isn't it? Because that's what you're getting tonight. And yes, I've blocked people freely on Twitter. I've blocked people that I've met in the past on Twitter. Because here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing you don't realise, right? I don't have to read your criticisms or your rudeness and and go, oh, that's okay. You're being critical and you're being... I don't have to do that. I am well within my rights to block you. A couple of you I muted about six months ago because you were so irritating and rude. And just because we may have met once doesn't mean we're friends. We're not friends. If you say something I don't like, I'm entitled to block you. If I say something you don't like, you're entitled to switch off the radio show. And the thing is, a lot of you can't handle the truth. The truth is, 52% of us voted to leave this country. The truth is, the majority of us do not want to give foreign aid to Indians. The truth is... A lot of us are scratching our head when we said you can't call boys and girls boys and girls because it might upset some of them who aren't boys and girls. The truth is you won't hear the truth in any other radio show because they are scared to tell you the truth. They are scared to give you the facts. Because they are worried, oh, we might lose listeners if we give people the truth. Oh, God, and we've, been, we've, got, we've got to get more listeners. And if we, oh, God, and if we go and tell people that actually we want a hard Brexit and we want it hard and we want it fast, and we, then they might switch off. I'm just saying what the majority of people are thinking, OK? And if you can't handle it, suck it up. If you don't want to suck it up, switch it off. Don't send me snide little comments on Twitter. Call in. Grow a pair of balls and call in. Man up. Man up. Probably can't say man up anymore. I can't say man up. Because it'll upset the snowflakes and the transgender. Get real, guys. Grow a pair. Instead of sending me your pithy little tweets. And then when you get blocked going, Oh, they blocked me. Oh, they blocked me. The power to send me a message on Twitter is a privilege that most of you don't deserve. It is a privilege, not a right. And it is my right to block as many of you as I want. 
You say something rude about my mum, I can block you. You say something rude about me, I can block you. You say you don't like the show, I can block you. That's my right to do that. It's your privilege to say that to me. It is not your right to say it to me. It is my right to block it. 0344 499 1000. It's a phone-in show, guys. It's a phone-in show. You call in and you speak. If you have the balls. If you have the gojones to do that. Geeky girl, I'll come to you in a minute. Um, and if you don't like the new direction of the show, well, tough. Tough. I don't want you listening to the show. If you can't handle it, then bye-bye. Thanks very much. Bye. See you later. You go and find your your snowflake-friendly show somewhere else. Yeah? You go and find that. Because this show is the home of free speech, guys. I will sit here quite happily and tell you the truth for three hours a night, five nights a week. I'm more than happy to do that. I don't like the truth. Go and listen to those Muppets on LBC then. Oh, I'm too scared to say anything. Oh. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Here's some truth. Here's some truth. Front page of the mail. Post-strike threat to Christmas parcels. Sack them all. Sack them all. Sack. Get it? Ho, ho, ho. Postal workers will strike for five days. What? In a move set to wreak havoc with Christmas deliveries. Fire them. How hard can it be to sit behind a perspex screen and say, could you put that on the scales, please? Anything valuable in there? Would you like some travel insurance? How hard is that? Sack them. Sack them now. Merry Christmas. Oh, you want to go on strike just for Christmas? Yeah? Okay. Merry Christmas. You're fired. Hundreds. Thousands of people would take those jobs. A row over jobs and pensions. We'll see thousands of staff in Crown Post offices walk out from next Monday, including a strike on Christmas Eve. That is outrageous. Where's the Christian spirit there? There isn't any. Sack them. Oh, you want to go on strike Christmas Eve? Yeah, no, no, that's not a problem. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, sorry, one more thing. You're fired. Get that lot in outside. The the ones that want a job, get them in there. Train them up to sit behind a perspex screen and and, and try and sell toot that no one wants. It's just sticking a stamp on. It's just sticking a stamp on, isn't it? It's just sticking a stamp on. The 03444991000, the union will behind the walkout, has boasted it will create absolute chaos when around 300 of the post office's biggest high street branches shut, throwing deliveries of Christmas presents and cards into disarray. Here we go. And this is the, this is the truth of it, 
This is, this is, cut our pensions, our jobs aren't safe. Well, this is what you're doing. This is what you're doing if you're one of these slackers going on strike on Christmas Eve. Last night, MPs warned that children could wake up disappointed on Christmas Day because their parents, their presents have not been delivered. So, you lot that are going on strike, you're pissing over kids' Christmas. Is that what you want? Because that's what you're doing. You're getting your wanger out and you're urinating all over their Christmas and then taking a dump on their turkey. That's what you're doing. And you should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be thoroughly, thoroughly ashamed of yourselves for daring to go on strike the week before Christmas, the run-up to Christmas. Are you nuts? Are you insane? You're selfish as, that's what you are. I hope you have terrible Christmases, the lot of you. The lot of you. 0344 is the phone number. Joe's on the line. Good evening, Joe. Evening. I'm furious. I know, I can tell. How dare they? How dare they go on strike the week before Christmas just because their jobs are in jeopardy and because of the pensions? I know, but I just don't... I, I only tuned in five minutes ago. Okay, Joe. You were saying um, people were tweeting you messages with their pithy messages. Yeah. And I thought... They wouldn't... What What happens is yeah. your argument becomes less compelling when you're that wound up because you. I know that you can make a very rational... I'll tell you what, argument. Joe. I'll tell you what, Joe. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a media buyer, actually. What does that mean? Me, what, do you, what, what do you mean, media buyer? What does that mean? You buy DVDs? What? Uh, no, so if you run a marketing campaign and you need space... Oh, uh, flipping egg. So, you, so you, you sell space online? I, I, I buy it, actually. I'll tell you I what, Joe. It. I'll tell you what, Joe. Are you working tomorrow? Yeah. Can I? Do you mind if I take your number and phone you up tomorrow and tell you you're doing a shit job? Is that all right? Can I do that? No, do you not, mind if I do not. that? I'll give you a call tomorrow, Joe, <laughs> and I'll phone you up, and I'll tell you you're doing a crap <laughs> job at selling... I'll tell you you're doing a crap job at selling space on the internet. Shall I, shall I do that, Joe? Don't tell me how to do my job, fella, all right? Oh, no, I'm just giving it a perspective. There you go. Thank you very much. Keep his number. I'll phone him up tomorrow. I'll go, Joe, yeah, yeah, you're doing really badly at selling that space online, mate. Yeah. No, you're doing... Re- oh, you've been doing it for years. Oh, you've won awards. Oh, so, yeah, well, no, I know better because I've never sold space online. No, I don't even understand the concept. No, I don't know what it means. Space online? No, I've never done it. But despite you doing it for 15 years, despite you winning three prestigious awards, I'm going to tell you how to do it. Yeah? Is that what you want? Get knotted. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 I'm sorry if I get upset when someone who's never worked in radio comes and tells me how to do my job. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really? Oh, it's made me laugh. It's made me laugh. Ah, oh, dear. 0344 499 Geeky girl. Hello, Ian. Hello, geeky girl. Well, thank you. I mean, I don't use my name because I'm I'm shy. So thank you for calling me Geeky Girl. That's quite right. Um, 
Well, I'll, I'll get this out. You say you're all about free speech, so I hope, I hope you will let me say what I need to say. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I saw on Twitter this evening you were writing some things which made me quite upset. Okay. The truth, and the I... facts, the facts upset you. Okay. May may I suggest this? Sorry. There's sometimes more than one side to a story. And I think you might be barking up the wrong tree or... I don't want to be rude, but... Stop beating around the bush, Geeky Girl. What, what, have you, what, 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 what fact has upset you? Because there's only one side to a fact. What is your problem? You, you, you're talking about people who voted to remain as, what do you say, Ramon? Ramonas? Br- Bramonas, 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 snowflakes. Get over snowflakes. it. You lost. You but lost. Are you calling me a snowflake? You lost. Can, can I just say maybe you're the opposite of a snowflake? Could I call you a, a, a crispy frazzle? It's the opposite of a snowflake, I, I imagine, would be um, either a, would be a, a lightning bolt or lava. Well, like a lava, lava like a wiggly... Lava. Wiggly I'm going to say lava. No, not lava. Not larvae. Not larvae, geeky girl. Lava. flesh like your opinions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Hmm? You lost. Get over it. The world, we're going to leave the EU. It's a done deal. It's it's over. Why are you still clinging on? You're probably one of these Bramonas that wants to do a best of three. Can we have another one until we get the answer I like, please? They lied. They painted a bus. We, we all know the bus. We everyone. Listen, here's the thing I don't like, right? All, all of us um, people who voted Brexit, uh, we get painted as racist and we get painted mm-hmm. as stupid. We knew mm-hmm. the bus was metaphorical. The message on the bus was metaphorical. The bus was literal. Oh, it was a real bus. Yes, it was a real bus, but you painted things on there that weren't true, and I think no, but, but, some but, people thought no, it was true. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I think Every, they did. No, they didn't. Why? You, why well, the, the arrogance. The arrogance to think that that we didn't know what we were voting for. I knew exactly what we were voting for. I was voting to leave the European Union, to leave the single market, and to get control of our borders. We will save a significant amount of money, and if some of that goes to the NHS, that's brilliant. Some of it can go to the old people as well. Some of it. And you prefer, is it indigenous people? Um, to, to work in the NHS? I don't, pre- I don't prefer indigenous people, but I do think charity begins at home. Well, everyone talks about immigration who reads, you know, people who read the Daily Mail, but they don't talk about the opposite. We're losing lots of homegrown talent because the NHS is being dismantled. No, it's, where, oh, for by goodness stealth. sakes, for goodness sakes, where is it being dismantled by stealth? What are you, ta- stealth, what are you talking about? Well, I, I worked in the NHS. It's been. What did you do in the NHS? Mismanaged outpatients. Right. Well, so you know, it's not it's one of the most important jobs. Not um, a medical doctor. No. It's scientific. Well. Discipline. Um, so how is it being? How is it being dismantled by stealth? Give me an example. It's been privatised. Where? By bit. By Where? Bit. Give me. Give me an example. Have you, have you not heard of the World Health Organisation, Ian? 
Well, you, do you this, this is this is the problem with your with your lot. You, you you can't answer a question. Give me an example of where it is being um, privatised. Um, Richard Branson owns quite a bit of it now. No, what are you talking about? Listen, the, the NHS the is not a charity. It needs to be run like a business, okay? And that means belts have to be tightened. We can stop all these African... Uh, you can hear this every day. There's a story of an African... Oh, African gets off a plane because he's here for holiday. Oh, no, I've got leukaemia. Oh, don't worry, we'll sort you out. That's £100,000. Not a problem at all. Then they get back on the plane six months later, cured. Why are we doing that? I don't think we're doing it as much as what they're saying. Every single day. Here's what we need to oh. do. When you go into A&E, take your passport. Well, what about my dad who doesn't have a passport? Well, he needs to get a passport. Otherwise, he can't mm. get treated. Simple. So he needs to go and buy Simple. a passport, and they'll ask him in there, oh, are you going somewhere nice? And he'll say, oh, I'm just going to go to a hospital for an operation, so I need a flipping, flipping passport. Do you really think that's a good idea? Yes, I do, mate. I do think oh it's a good goodness. idea. And I think shame on oh your dad. I think shame on your dad for not having a passport, close-minded racist. Yeah, well, he's a racist. You know, have you not heard some of the things you've said tonight? I've not said anything racist. I've said facts. Your dad hasn't got a passport because he's scared of foreigners. Racist. <gasps> Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. And another example to prove to you that the NHS is in trouble... GPs ration contraception in a bid to cut costs. You're joking! Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Cash strap GP surgeries are cutting back on the contraceptives they give out, with campaigners warning abortion rates will rise as a result. At the same time. Family planning clinics are closing or reducing their hours as councils' public health budgets are squeezed. When are people going to realise that we need, we need to weed out all of the people that are getting unnecessary treatment and stop them using the NHS? The problem of people coming abroad, what's the phrase? Health tourism. The problem of health tourism is a very, very real one. It's a real problem that is draining our already depleted NHS resources. There's nothing to argue about. That's a fact. That's a fact. And it's a fact that you should be getting very angry about. There are people coming from all over the world because we have uh, an excellent health service, which they don't have to pay for. When I was in New York uh, uh, about 10 years ago, I had um, terrible trouble on an aeroplane. I got very ill and I had to be taken to a hospital in the Bronx in New York City. First thing they did, I'm lying there in agony. Can we have your credit card, sir? Ah! Can we have your credit card, sir? We need your credit details. Are you insured? No. We need your credit card before we can proceed with any uh, of this. Fantastic. And they knew I was foreign, that I didn't have American insurance or travel insurance. That was my bad. That was my mistake. And they demanded my credit card. Good for them. It cost me an absolute bloody fortune. Good. 
Good for them. My fault for not having insurance. My fault for getting ill. My fault for going on a short five-day trip thinking, oh, I won't need any medical treatment. Oh, I won't get ill. I won't get knocked down by a, 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 a car. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be all right. Don't you worry. I'll be, oh, no, I got ill. All right. Well, I got my fingers burnt. And we should be doing that over here. Someone comes into a hospital. Are you British? Yeah. Can I see your passport? Well, uh, you're ne- going to need to have a passport. Going to need to have a passport. Oh, this is not a this is not a British passport. This is fo- this is a foreign passport. Yeah, you got you got to pay. Can we have a, can we have a credit card or a debit card, please? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna need to run this through. You know, it's like when you go into a hotel. When you go into the hotel's paid for work work paid. Your hotel's paid. Do you want to um to to leave your card details in case you have any extras? Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, here's my card, here's my details, beautiful. At the end of it, they go, right, well, you watched um, you watched the, the adult channel, uh, you had um, uh, breakfast that wasn't included, and you have food set up to your room, That's we're going to charge you £150. Oh, beautiful, fine, yeah, beautiful. you got my card details, wonderful. Nathan's on the line. Evening, Nathan. Hiya. What you got for us? Oh, well, I agree with what you're saying about the uh, NHS. Yep. But when we go abroad... In Europe, with our EHIC cards, yep, they charge the NHS. So if we go to Europe, our NHS pays for any treatment we have while we're abroad on holiday. Is that how it works? The, cut, the, that, the, the money comes out yeah. of the NHS. Yeah, so that EHIC card is like an insurance card for Europe. Well, luckily, when we leave Europe, those cards will be worthless. Pretty much, with a, with a bit of luck. Yeah, yeah. good, good. Because it doesn't cut... The thing is, and it was my fault when I went to America for not getting insurance. I was stupid. I, I, I thought I could get away with it five days, and I got ill on the plane. Um, travel insurance doesn't cost that much money. No. And why should, Nathan, why should people come over here with... Gonna get, I go, oh, I've got... Suddenly I've got cancer. Oh, I've got a bit of cancer. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry, we'll look after you. No, come, 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 come. We'll look after you. Don't worry. Wait, and we, we don't worry. We, you won't have to pay. You'll get treated, and then you can um, you can just bugger off. That's it. Why should we do that, Nathan? We should. I agree with you. We shouldn't do it at all. How are we going to stop it? What would you do to stop it? Well, like like you, I voted to leave Europe. Yep. That's, that's one one way of doing it. That's that's the way we have to pay Europe. Healthcare when we go out there. Yeah. Uh, and like you say, it's just got to be done. But what it's about like the health tourists that come over from India or, or, or Africa and they come over and they get off the plane and they've come over for free cancer treatment, but suddenly once they get off the plane, oh God, I've got, oh, I've got cancer, oh, I'm dying. How do we stop that? Do, do we, this is a tough question, Nathan. Do we have to be so callous that if they come, if they do get off the plane and suddenly they've got leukemia and they have no way of paying for it, do we just send them back? Like you say, that's a, that's a tough one. It's a it's toughie, like isn't, a it? Parent, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's like being a parent. Sometimes you just have to say no to your kids. Yeah. And your kid's got leukaemia. I... Sometimes you have to say no. <laughs> no, not going that far. What would you say? What would you say? That, Nathan, there's an Indian fella, right? He's, he's got off the plane. You're in hospital and he's, he's just been rushed in from, from Heathrow Airport because he's got, um, oh, he's got esophageal cancer, right? He's not got the money to pay for it. He's obviously just come over here on a jolly. What would you say to him, Nathan? 
like you say, you, you don't want to turn people away, but, but when it comes to costs, you've got to... Yeah. What would you say in, to him, Nathan? Say, speak, to that, speak to Abdul now. What would you say to him? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that job. No, that's the thing. I, I couldn't do... The yeah. job needs doing... I couldn't do that job. Yeah, it's a toughie, isn't it? It is. It is tough. But the money's got to come from somewhere, so whether... We pay a bit more. I don't know, but with that, with the lady that was on before about the privatisation bit, yeah. we have a choose and book oh. service where we are, and you get to pick the hospital you want to go to. And one of the hospitals that we're on a form that I've recently filled in is a private hospital, oh. so I get to see the same surgeon who works on the NHS hospital. Yeah. But I get to see him quicker if I go to the private hospital. Wow. And again, the NHS picked that bill up. Wow. So does... even though it's the same doctor, yeah. he's getting paid his private rate to see me. Outrageous. It's nuts, it's, isn't it? Greedy it, doctors. It is. Greedy, this is the problem. The, 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 the greedy doctors, if they're not on strike, they're, they're creaming it off the private sector. I don't. Well, it's all messed up, isn't it? It is. I don't trust them, Nathan. I don't. I do not. Thank you for that. I do not trust uh, the doctors. They're 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 in it for themselves. They're in it for themselves. If they're not striking, well, then they're they're making an absolute fortune on the private sector. How is that, how's that fair? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Richard, come to you after this. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's go to Richard. Good evening, Richard. Hi, Ian. Richard, what you got for us? Um, so I sort of agree with your point. I mean, it's the, the National Health Service, not, not the World Health Service. Thank you. Thank um, you. But one thing you brought up was the uh, family planning clinics, which is a, a misnomer, in my opinion, because really they're, they're anti-family planning clinics. Go on, explain. Um, well, the reason we're being swamped by, you know, these people from all over the world is because they come over here, they, you know, they... That's one thing I will say about the Islamics. It's good. They're kind of like good Catholics. They have lots of children. And we're not having children. They're giving out condoms, abortions, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And um, if we want to make savings in the NHS, maybe that's where we should look. Well, so I'm sorry, sorry, confused by my point, Richard. What, we, we, should, we should stop treating the Islamics. No, 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 sorry. Uh, the, the, you, say, you said there's a, the, one of the things you said was... Oh, stop giving out Johnny's. Yeah, yeah, there's an yeah. excuse for family planning clinics, which is a you know, family slaughter clinics, maybe they should be called, because um, because that's where people go to, you know, stop procreating uh, indigenous British people, and that's maybe why people are noticing, you know, more Islamic families, more other families, rather than white British. So you're saying that the reason that we're seeing more um, um, darker faces throughout the country is because people are going and um, uh, having abortion. White people, the indigenous population, are having abortions. Yeah, well, as you said, there's queues for these places, and, you know, I don't think you need to queue for these places either filmed up by Islamic families, are they? Yeah, I, I didn't say there were queues. I'm just trying to... Did I, did I, I don't think I said there you were... You said there was a long, a long waiting list for a family planning clinic. Yeah, the family... Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, well... I mean, uh, that, it's a very flowery name for, you know, what, what they really are, which are death camps. Well, I don't think that you, could, you could quite call them death camps, Richard. I, I do think people are allowed to go and uh, have abortions. We wouldn't be against people... Well, where, do, where do you draw the line? Well, I, I draw the line at people being allowed to have abortions within the legal date uh, of 
of abortion. That's why I draw it. And I, 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 I think calling them, I think calling them, I think calling them death camps when sometimes to have an abortion is not an easy option. It is a very painful, traumatic option that uh, women and, and it can be a painful procedure that women have to endure. Uh, they don't go. Oh, you know what? I'm pregnant. I'm going to go and have an abortion. Very rarely is that the case. Well, it's a huge decision. And I think calling I, them death I, I camps. I'm primary schools these days. Sorry. Going to any primary school in the country and go to your head teacher, and they won't even tell your parents, and they'll just give you an abortion. You can go to your primary school head teacher, and they will give you an abortion. No, well, not not them personally, but they will. They will, you know. Thanks for calling, Richard. Thanks for calling. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. The revelations made in two reports published yesterday by the Family Planning Association and the Advisory Group on Contraception came after ministers announced public health cuts totalling more than £800 million over six years. What? More than one in four councils have cut or are considering cutting the number of clinics providing long-acting reversible contraception such as coils and implants. And 20% of GP surgeries do not offer to fit such devices. Um, A survey of more than 1,000 GPs across England, commissioned by the Family Planning Association, revealed 46% do not even give out condoms. It's weird, isn't it, when you go to the um, the, the, the family planning? They, they do have, it's like, um, they, they have like, like bowls of, of Johnny's, don't they? Just, just like some places have bowls of sweeties. Like we downstairs on reception at Talk Radio, there's a sort of wicker bowl of um, boiled sweeties. They have the same thing, but with rubbers. Isn't that funny? Isn't that strange? It's a strange thing. Um, of these, a third said they did this because they do not have sufficient funding. Well, there you go. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give me a call, you're more than welcome. Try and have a sensible point to make, though, unlike that last idiot. To, to try and have a sensible point. I mean, he was he was an absolute prune, that fella. What, what a pudding. What an absolute pudding. Here we go. Girls footy team. Blasts FA over sexist whistles. Who'd have thought you could get a sexist whistle? And I don't mean... (laughs) I don't mean that. They pink, it's all over. Listen to this. The FA have been branded sexist for encouraging girls to play football by giving refs pink whistles. Footy chiefs also suggest... Oh, jeez. Footy chiefs also suggest Twitter breaks during matches. What? Really? Twitter breaks? During football matches? Oh, come on. And using colourful bibs which smell nice. How can a bib smell nice? Speaking of rubbers, do you remember the rubbers that smell? And I don't mean Johnny's, I mean actual erasers. Like there was a, a, a girl called Joanne at our school who all the boys fancied. I mean, this is when we were like eight. And I remember she had the most delicious smelling rubber. It's not a euphemism. The most delicious smelling rubber I have ever smelt. It was just out of this world. And we'd all go over to Joanne and say, can we smell your rubber? 
we is like a line of boys. I mean, she was eight. A line of boys queuing up to smell her rubber. And it was, I remember it was round. It, it was different shades of brown. And it smelled of, um, uh, I don't know what, it's like chocolate, I guess. It smelled chocolate. It's very nice. Very nice. One angry school team has written to the FA chief executive, Martin Glenn, insisting we aren't brainless Barbie dolls. Carol Hughes, deputy head of Lumley Junior in Great Lumley, Durham, found the guidelines on the FA's website. She said, I was absolutely horrified. The tone is patronising and so out of touch. Pink whistles. Why? Why? Why does the colour of the whistle have any? Be- why would you even suggest? Oh, you know, you girls, you want to play football? Yeah, get a pink whistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those girls like that. Why would they even suggest that? And Twitter breaks. Sweet Lord, can't we do more things to um, discourage our children from using Twitter? The home of idiots and paedophiles. That's what Twitter is. It's full of idiots and paedophiles. And if you report someone for being a paedophile, this does not contravene Twitter's rules. What? What? And this does not contravene Twitter's rules. I'd love to see Twitter's rules. What's your rules? You can say anything you want about anyone. Fair Bernick. Grace, 10, a midfielder for the school team, said, I felt insulted. I love the game. I don't need a pink water bottle to get me interested. Coach... <laughs> Colin Whisker said, They're not worried about breaking a nail. The FA said the guidelines were aimed at engaging young women who don't currently play football. Would pink whistles do it? The reason young women don't want to play football is because it's boring. It's a boring, boring game. And as soon as more people realise this and appreciate this, the better we'll all be. Last 20 minutes of the show. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. 03444991000. We call you back. The home of free speech here on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 03444991000. I'm a big fan of speech-based radio. I listen to it a lot, but it's all boring. It's all people who are scared to speak the truth. Well, no more. No more. You you have a, a home of free speech. Um, we're mainstream media. I get that. And there are certain confines within which we have to work. But trust me, guys, from now on, I'm going to be pushing the truth button as hard and as often as I can. You can rest assured that Mondays to Fridays, 10 till 1 at night, you're going to get a big, fat dose of truth pie covered in truth cream. They can try and silence me, and they won't. And some of you, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Switch off. Jog on. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This new show is not 
for you guys. Okay, you can't handle it? That's fine. Not everyone can. Some of us, lots of people like to just stay in our little, safe, protected bubbles where we we, we just bounce along and everything's fine and everything's great. And no, we're not in danger of being blown up by terrorists. And and, and, and no, everyone's going to be happy for their whole lives. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. I'm afraid the real world does not work like that. It's time to wake up and smell the coffee, guys. There is a lot of bad stuff happening. Islamic terrorism is only one of the things you should be terrified of on a daily basis. There's so much more going on. You oh, I'm watching my X Factor and oh, Honey G and all Strictly Come Dancing. You're watching all of that. You're distracted. It's smoke and mirrors. It's a magician. The magician's clicking his left hand while in his right hand behind his back, he's doing the magic trick. Look for the right hand. Look for the right hand. Ignore the distractions. Don't drink the Kool-Aid, guys. Well, this is one place where um, the Kool-Aid may have been drunk, but I, I was, I was managed to throw it back up again. This is the, the home of free speech, and it's the home of the truth. And if you want to take part, you're very, very welcome. 0344 Stu's one of those people that's called that number and got a call back. Yes, Stu. Uh, yeah, hi, Ian. I'm a big fan of the show. Thank you, Stu. What would you like to say this evening? Yeah, what was you going on about um, post office workers striking just because of their wages and their pensions? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Um, what don't you understand, Stu? I don't understand the fact that you seem to be criticising these people. Why do you think they've got to that point? I don't know, Stu. Why, are they, why do they think it's acceptable to piss on children's Christmases? Oh, blimey, that's great. <laughs> why do they think that's acceptable, to, to ruin children's Christmases? Why, why, why is that acceptable? Well, they're not ruining children's Christmas. Yes, they are. To yes, a point where yes, they, they don't are. Know what else to do? Yeah, do by they? ruining, by no ruining one wants children's to go on strike. Do they? Well, I don't know. I don't know, Stu. Why, why have they what got to do it? Well, Stu, we're going on strike. Stu. No one wants to go Stu. on strike. Believe me, Stu. They, they're going on strike for five days before Christmas, including Christmas Eve. You don't think that's going to have an impact on kids' Christmases? Well, they w- wouldn't do that if they weren't Sack put them. in that position, were they? Sack them. <sighs> Seriously. Honestly, I know you were sniffing rubbers when you was like a kid, but that might actually that explains quite a lot. Sack them! All they're doing is sitting behind a perspex screen, going, "Can you put that on the scales, please? Would you like travel insurance?" If they listen, if they're prepared to ruin children's Christmases, sack them. Oh, I totally disagree with you. Well, you're totally wrong, Stu. No, I'm not. The best best argument, the best argument you can come, come up with is, I totally disagree with you. I think there's a big swell of opinion that will totally disagree with you. Well, I, I, no, no, no. I suspect go. the majority of people in this country would, would find the, the act of the postal workers going on strike the, in the five days up till Christmas absolutely abhorrent. Well, things have got to this point, haven't they, for a reason. Are you a postal worker? Wake up. No, I'm not. Right, so hang on, what do you know about it then? Well, I was a postman a long, long time it's, it's ago. Not, it's not, not the point. Yeah, no, exactly. It's not Royal Mail that are going on strike. No, well, people wouldn't do this. It's not royal. Did you work for Royal Mail or did you work for the post office? I worked for the Royal Mail. Right, OK. So so you, you've got no connection with this story whatsoever? Well, I've got, a, I've got an opinion on it. Well, yeah, but you're, you're, you're saying it as though you're coming from a point of knowledge when you're not. So that's misleading. 
Well, why are you coming from a point of knowledge where you're saying that I don't say I don't say I'm not. I didn't say I was coming from a point of knowledge. I've not pretended ridiculous. to come from a point of that knowledge. But I do know that they are going to ruin children's Christmases. Shame oh, on them. Oh God. Shame on really? them. <sighs> really. Is that the best you got, Stuart? Sigh. Try better next time, mate. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, let's go to Joe's in um, Bristol. Evening, Joe. Evening. You're going to do better than a sigh, I hope. I'll try. Go on then. Um, right, first off, I'll admit, I voted Remain, and I'll tell you why I did that. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> you must feel gutted. Uh, I was on the fence anyway, so I'm not that bothered. Um, but the reason I did it was that I work in, I'm a project manager for construction. Right. And most of my guys, most of the gangers that work under me are from Eastern Europe. Yep. And very simple fact, that, uh, because causing this is that kids these days and kids when I grew up, I'm 28 now, yep. were told, go to university. You've got to go to university. Doesn't matter what you do, yep. you've got to go to university. That was the mantra, wasn't it? Yeah. Education, education, education. Yep. And now they don't want to go out and they don't want to work in the streets and they don't want to dig holes and they don't want to work in construction. Well, they don't want to work the streets, no. But yeah, you're right. Get going, go and climb up and down a ladder for eight hours a day. It's, it, they're too good for it. Exactly. So, since we did vote to leave, yeah, fair enough. How do you think that's going to go down when we've got no one to do the work? Well, what do you mean? We've got no one to do the work. We've got no one to build the houses. We've got no. We've got. Of course, houses of, course anyway. no, Joe, 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 of course, we have. All we've got to do is people. How many people are unemployed at the moment? One point two million, something like that. All we've got to do is say, right, if uh, you you don't want to go and work on a building site, no worries, we'll stop your benefits. Thanks very much. There are plenty of people out there who can do it. Yeah, but we've got vacancies constantly, and I'm taking those up. Yeah, but the, the, the builders have had... The, the, the British... There are loads of British builders out of work. Where have you been, Joe? They've had their jobs taken by the Polish. It's all the Polish and the Romanians coming over here, stealing um, uh, uh, the, the work of British builders. So when we... I'm actually, I actually work to, in more civil engineering than actual house construction. Right, OK, uh, here we go. Another one who's coming from a point of knowledge when actually they're not quite coming from the point of knowledge that they implied they were coming from. Go on. It's a similar situation. Anyway, you can't get people to do this work. You can't get Brits to do this work. Well, you, 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 of course you can. There are, uh, there are, I, listen, I do a phone-in on talk radio every single night, and every single night I get dozens of builders phoning in saying they want to work, they just can't get the job because the poles are coming over here and undercutting them. Fair enough. So you want to, if you want to exploit foreign labour, Joe, by getting cheap labour and therefore um, betraying your British builder uh, uh, um, comrades and colleagues who want a decent wage, well then shame on you. You're the problem. I'm not the problem. I would love to get British guys in. Beautiful. Then pay them a decent wage. Stop trying to cut corners and save a few quid. The, the, the wage is the wage. We pay everyone the same. No, you don't. You've had, since we had the Poles coming over here, that, that there's it's six of them sleeping on one bedroom floor. They, they come over and they do it cash in hand and they do it for next to nothing. Pay a decent wage, Joe. Thanks for calling. Phil. Good evening. Evening, Phil. What you got for us? Um, uh, what are you saying about India? I mean, why do we send aid to a country that can afford uh, a space programme and nuclear weapons. Yeah, it's to help mums. Um, it's, help, it's to help mums go and have their babies in hospital, so the mums and the kids don't die. Um, well, 
do we not, uh, you know, do we not do that over here? <laughs> Should they not do that over there? Don't know what that means, but the money that we send, a lot of it goes to um, help mums um, not die when they're giving birth to babies. And, and the amount we're giving to India is being reduced every single year quite significantly. Um, I'm, I'm all for mums not dying Brilliant. when they're giving birth to babies. Me too, uh, me too. What I, what I am against is um, funding a government that would rather spend money on uh, warplanes and a nuclear programme and, uh, you know, a space programme. Yeah, I don't think India's... Has India got nuclear missiles now? Have they got, nu- have they got nuclear now, India? No, they've got a space programme. Have they got nuclear? They've done for a long while. Oh blimey! Fair play though, Phil. We did. We did um, rape their country. Oh, did... oh uh, uh, you know how far do you want to go back? Well, I, I go back to 1947 <laughs> and partition. Uh, let's just go back to 1947 and partition. When after um, years and years of raping their country, we gave it one more one more thrust up the backside, and then we then we pulled out and left them to their own resources. We did do that. So we do kind of have a bit of a responsibility to them. And surely, well, surely you can't argue with money going to stop mums and babies dying. Can you? No, no, no. Oh, thank you, Phil. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. But he's right. Why are we giving that money? He's right. Why are we giving that money to these people? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, does it? Makes no sense at all. Hey, there's a, I thought we'd end with a bit of a laugh. There's a great story in um, the papers. Where is it? Here we go. That's a cracker. Terrible jokes are a festive tradition. Here are the 20 most topical ones you'll read around Christmas Day dinner this year. They go, what they've done is brilliant. It's absolutely blinding bit of journalism from the Express here. Bloke called Dominic Midgley. He's, um, well, let me read it. Let me read it. Christmas cracker jokes have long been the festive staple that put the oh, no, no into ho, ho, ho. Lame, corny and puntastic. The same old gags resurface every year and everyone puts on a silly paper hat and makes the best of it. My boys love the Christmas cracker. They love the Christmas cracker. In a bid to inject some badly needed humour into the nation's funny bone, those public-spirited people at UK TV's comedy channel Gold held a competition to find the top 20 best new cracker jokes. It invited entries. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. These are some jokes, some topical jokes, just to end on a bit of a laugh, because it's been quite a heavy show tonight. Number 20. Why can't Mary Berry eat turkey sandwiches? Paul Hollywood took all the bread! You see? Oh, it, oh, this is good. I didn't get this. This is good. It's got the word might in it, and that's important. Okay, that's important. Who might be cooking Christmas dinner at number 10 this year? Theresa May. Why is everyone filing for divorce and custody of the kids this Christmas? Tis the season to be jolly. Oh, yes. Yes. I can't get to the chocolates in my advent calendar foiled again. Well, Why can't the England football team play Yahtzee this Christmas? Because they got rid of... Now, this doesn't work. 
because they got rid of Allardyce. Allardyce. They got rid of Allardyce. <laughs> These don't make sense. Which parent is likely to do the Christmas shop at Tesco this year? Dad might, Ma might not. Here we go. This is great. This is a great. This is a British. This is beautiful. This is this is it. Why did the three wise men only have frankincense and myrrh? Because Team GB took all the gold. Boom! Have that in your face. This is good. I like this one. Topical. What's the best advice you can give at the UKIP Christmas party? Avoid the punch after that fella may or may not have got punched in the face by that other fella. He says it wasn't a punch. What do you get if you cross Donald Trump with a Christmas carol? Oh, come. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm glad I stopped there. Because that would have been a completely different joke. Oh, comb over, ye faithful. Oh, come over, ye faithful. That's what I was going to say. Flipping heck. Would have been awful, wouldn't it? Um, why are Jeremy Corbyn's Christmas cards on the floor? Because his cabinet collapsed. The Duke of Edinburgh. Oh, this is nice. This, this is a nice one to end on. This is clever, this. This is clever. You've got to think about this one. The Duke of Edinburgh looks out of the window on Christmas Eve. That's some reindeer, he says. The Queen replies, 63 years. Yes, it is a lot. Boom. That, dear listener, is a joke. And on that bombshell, thanks very much everyone who called in. Nearly everyone who called in. Uh, back tomorrow night with more, um, more truth, more free speech, and more winding up snowflakes and brimoners. Because, well... Isn't it a lot of fun? And scene.